Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Welcome to episode 75 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with three-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What's going on, everyone? And Kali, how's it going? Gone. It seems like it's been a really fucking long time. I don't know why. But, I mean, maybe just because the weather's getting good or a long we've time. We've just had some weird recording dates in the last, like, six weeks where we've been trying to get episodes in wherever we can with guests. So, <laughs> it's there's just been some a lot of off weeks for, for everyone that's not Kevin myself. <laughs> This is going to be our third episode in our Basketball Month series. So we have brought on Kellen, a.k.a. Chef Creasel on Instagram. So for those of you who don't know Kellen, Kellen is the executive chef at MLSC, which is the company that owns the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Toronto FC, the Toronto Argos, and the Toronto Marlies. Yes, did I, did I hit it all? TFC2 as well. TFC? Yeah, TFC. TFC two. They're like TFC and then TFC two. It's like their, their junior team as well. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got oh, it and then technically uh, uprising the gaming team as well. Like the video gaming team. Oh, no way. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, yes. So Kellen works the arena where the, the Leafs and Rafters play. He also does, as we said, the TFC games. There's also the Argos for anyone who follows Canadian football. All of our American listeners may not know what that is, but it's our <laughs> professional football league. So, Kellen, welcome, man. We, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Well, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Excited. Thrilled. Happy to have you on, man. You have lots of fun stories about cooking in the in the ACC as we are, the Scotiabank Arena. Sorry, we all call it the ACC still. So we're happy to have you on here. I, I, I'll believe you that my stories are good. I like telling <laughs> stories. I'll go with that for sure. But you guys are definitely not the only to still call it the ACC. I think I like programmed my brain to say SBA as soon as it happened just because I'm like in there and you never know who's going to be walking through uh, the halls that might be like like the owner of Scotiabank because I'm not going to know who that dude is yeah uh, and I call it ACC and he's like I spent 800 million dollars to have the name Scotiabank on the <laughs> arena I feel bad when I say ACC around you. I don't, don't, dude. I don't care. I don't. I I also don't know why I just made the uh, Scotiabank owner text from Texas. I was gonna ask, is he an old (laughs) white man or something? Or like, who knows? (laughs) It's okay. I still call the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play the Sky Sky Dome. I just, I just don't even acknowledge that it's the Rogers Center. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people in the uh, in SBA that still call it ACC as well. So. I'm sure it's a tradition that won't uh, that won't die for a long time. Amen. <laughs> but Kellen, welcome. Let's get into this how we always do with our weekly wears and pickups. So we'll start with you, Kev. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'll just go through this quick here. I know we, yeah, like Trev said, we've had some kind of weird recording dates. So I'll just go with the last uh, the last week. So I wore Dunkel SB, the Chicago pair. I wore Emma Manier threes pair. Of one of my Dunklow IDs. Air Tech Challenge 2 Hot Lavas. I also rocked uh, the Air Max 1 Pata Monarchs, Air Max 1 Vast Grays, and then also Dunk Low SB, the Snake Eye Pair. Actually, you know what? Today I also wore True Blue 3s. So 
that was my wares, uh, just to run it off quickly. And actually, no pickups for me in a while. So nothing. Yeah, nothing since the the far outs. I think I mentioned that already. So that was the last thing that I got. Happy with the fact that my Air Max month went smooth and I picked up all I wanted. But yeah, kind of time to just chill out for a little bit. Lucky. Yeah. Still, I'm still bitter about those heavies. I'm not. Gonna we'll, lie. we'll get you your pair. We'll get you your pair. I know they're you're coming for those. Yeah, we'll I know they're. Co- I know they're coming. I just look every time on the prices. And I'm just angry. Yeah, it's a, it's everything it's a is retail except for twelve and thirteen. I know Mike yeah. Williams is feeling my pain. Not enough sizes right now. Just put it this way: we just got Halloween shoes last week. I know. Well, I thought that I thought all those had most of their pairs come out though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If I, don't know any, I don't know any retail like retailers that didn't drop that yeah. should have. You know, yeah. what I mean? you just got to wait for the price to come down a little bit, which might take some time. So you can't. Can you fit eleven and a half? Yes. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> fit eleven in Air Max ones. I can do eleven or eleven and a half because eleven and a half is not ter- price. Not terrible. Like Agreed. it's probably forty and, bucks cheaper. I think last I looked. Yeah, and eleven is. It's not terrible either. I think I've seen eleven around four hundred bucks. So, um, it's cheap. It was lower than at least goats is lower than that. Goats was like three eighty five or three ninety. I think I've had a really bad two two bad experiences with goat. Fair enough. Yeah, they screwed me over, so I I avoid them like the plague at this point. Copy. If, unless it's like a steal where it was like my Air Max won the sixes where I can't find it anywhere else and the price was good despite the price discrepancy. Fine. But yeah, like I just, <laughs> I you just, got those from goat. Yeah. I got those from goat. Oh, I didn't, I, I don't think you said that on the pod last time. I know, I know you got them, but yeah, I, think I sure. assumed Ebay. I think I'm I just pretty assumed. sure he said from goat. I think I mentioned I think I might have mentioned it, but yeah, it was one of those things where it was like goat was the only place that had a size at all. Yeah. So and it, the price was even like with conversion and everything was still a really good price. So unless it's something like that. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> good a good week, Kev. Collie, what about you? Pickups. I have something coming in the mail. Uh, I purchased it yesterday. You guys will see, I guess, next week possibly. I got a tattoo done, so I've been loping around the house, not really doing much, letting it heal. But sneaker-wise, wears. I have a strong rotation now of constantly wearing the Cool Gray 11s to the gym, along with my acronym Blazers and my UFC uh, Under Armour Project Rock BSR 2s. Other than that, I wear my Black on Black Ultra Boosts just pretty much everywhere I go. Uh, other than that, when I go out, but everything else is a gym shoe, and that's pretty much it. Look at that. I mean, do you actually uh, like lift in your uh, or lift or do stuff in your cool gray 11s? Yeah, of course. Like, I don't do any like cavalet raises because I don't want to, you know, just crease them on purposely. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm not Jay Baller. I think that's what I think that's what Trev was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think I could. Like, my Achilles would just, I feel like it wouldn't, no, but work like, with the uh, of that call dead, deadlifts, leg press, you know, bench press. You don't really use, I mean, you do yeah, go push enough. down with your feet, but bench press, curls, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't talk. I, I, I don't lift anything. <laughs> I cannot live. Well, 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 hang on. You a couple guys at the gym that wear some pretty nice yeah, sneakers. So that would be me. I just put on the nice shoes, go in, like walk around, do different, like stand in different areas, <laughs> uh, spot somebody. Like, yo, you good, bro? Yeah. You good? <laughs> let me know. Just let me know. 
hit the water fountain. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> the juice bar, maybe, if they have yeah. it. Holy. <laughs> now you're talking. Give me a shot of wheatgrass. <laughs> yeah. shot. Let me get that fruity berry. No banana. Uh, <laughs> nice week, Colin. Happy you have, finally have some stuff to wear now, too, right? Yeah, and I mean... I was excited for some Adidas launches, but it seems that everything's being pushed back just a little. So those turtle does might not come out for a while. And uh, they're supposed to come out with those foam runners, but they got pushed back a couple of weeks. So we'll see if I can hit on those or the slides coming up again. Now, uh, now you, you, you spoke about Adidas. Did you wear your, your wave runners? I was thinking about breaking them out, but they're definitely like a summer beach, like gotcha. warm loungewear style thing. So I'm waiting for like hot weather to break gotcha. them out. Gotcha. No, I know you talked, you wore about a bunch of stuff this week. I was just wondering if you, you busted those out yet. No, those, I know. Those I, know yes. I know. I know Rich didn't wait. Uh, good week though, Collie. Kellen, what about you? Okay. So where's, Definitely my Birkenstock Kith collab uh, as I worked. I've worked just an, a crazy amount, and that's pretty much my daily uh, daily work Birk. Uh, I have I have scooped all three or three of the four concepts Birks, which I do plan to wear at work as well, but I just haven't hit them with the protection spray yet because they are fuzzy. So they will, uh, if I don't, they'll, they're dead. They're ruined. But I do have faith. They will not be ruined, and I will get them in their rotation at work for sure. Other than that, Air Force One BRSs, uh, 05 pair, probably one of the older pairs that I still try to keep going to make sure that they don't turn into shit. Maybe a little separation, but obviously still sewed, so all good. Brand Black Vachata Tans, Air Max 90 Ghost Green Duck Camos. Nice. Uh, I wore the Pata Monarchs as well. And that's pretty much it in the past week, I think. Sorry, I'm just looking over my shoulder at the wall. Pickups. So I went 70 days this year. I went through no cop January, the boys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, made it through no cop February. <clears throat> Knew that March was going to be a just a bad time for me as an Air Max collector. So I guess it was real good that I made it that far. So I did scoop the mellows. I did scoop the heavies. I've also scooped a pair of each for Caden and a pair of the far outs for Caden as well. I did grab, I mentioned one of those Burks. I did grab a pair from John. John grabbed a pair. It was a little too narrow for his foot. So he gave me a decent price on that. And I scooped that. But I guess the story that I want to talk about here, I got all these bad boys right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my stack looks like that too. <laughs> That's it. You know what I mean? I was, so Kellen's holding up. The concepts hall, basically, of uh, <laughs> yeah. for Air Max, oh, which is which, in, Sorry, man. which includes it looks like the, a Christmas tree, <laughs> which includes the uh, yeah includes the, the the toddler pairs too. So mine uh, mine is toddler pairs for my nephew, and then you know King's pairs, which he's now PS, and then my own pairs. But yeah, yes. so, and sorry, and and, then, and you mentioned John too. That's John Ratner, heads ain't ready, right? You, yes, you got but, it exactly. Yeah. Uh, AKA sneaker dads. Sneaker dad, uh, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I was lucky enough to. Some people might not want to tell the story because, like, it maybe it's slightly embarrassing to me because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not embarrassed by that at all. So I'm going to tell the story as is, with no filter on it and all that. So uh, I was lucky enough at the HM contest with you guys, went against Mark there uh, on that wheel of victory. Man, that was. I'm not going to lie, to you guys. I listened to the pod three times 
to make sure I got that right because like <laughs> realistically Kevin and Rich could have just switched their answers and it still would have made sense with what you guys talked about like like Kev was like yo this is one of my favorites and then the other one's like man I love this pair so much yeah. <laughs> like which which one outweighs the other like I don't you know like yeah. I literally listened three times and I was like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident this is the one that I went that that's gonna win it so I was happy about that. Obviously stoked to get the coupon. Wanted to wait, if in a perfect world, to try and get the far outs and use the coupon on the far outs. But it was because that was like your favorite short, of the three, right? It's like a yeah, it's like a I think a two week coupon or something like that that we had to use it by. Yeah. Which again, I'm not. That's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? I will <laughs> roll with the punches. There's a, many many shoes that I want to buy. And I started kind of changing my daily eBay searches because I'm on <laughs> eBay every, literally every day, pretty much looking for uh, some of the shoes on the on the sneakquisition list, which you can see behind me there. And I kind of decided that I was going to use it on one of those, on either the heavies or the mellows and start that tr- trip to get three of them. You know what I mean? To get all yeah, three. So the coupon was amazing, $300. For those that don't know if you're going to win one in the future, uh, you should definitely try to win them whenever there's contests. But the, I, as Kevin has said in the past, you have to use all of it on a purchase. So if it's $300, you've got to be able to spend $301. The, the purchase has to be $301 cent for you to be able to buy it. So yeah, <laughs> this is also where like I this is where Kellen's an idiot. <laughs> I've never like I've been buying off eBay sneakers for I'm going to say 10 years, eight yeah, years yeah. used for sure. 10 years new at least. And I never added to cart. Not one time. That, that You know what? That might be, that might be a new thing too. Cause like it never, I never did it before either. I yeah, never like added it, to cart. So like yeah. I was literally looking for a pair. Like there were plenty of pairs. I'm pretty sure I got the mellows first, if I can recall correctly. And there were plenty of pairs that were like lower than 300 bucks. Yeah. But I didn't, know that I could add to a card and then put like a $30 something else in the right. card and make it happen. So like I paid over what I should have to make sure that I use the coupon on the thing. So like I paid, I think I paid three sixteen for the pair Canadian, which means I paid $16 out of my pocket. Right. Huge W for me. So eBay coupon fucking outstanding. Got me $300 off a shoe that I definitely was going to buy anyway. And I got a dead stock, you know what I mean? And it's sick too. Like, let me, uh, obviously you guys know that each one's different, right? So yeah, <clears throat> yeah let's see your pair. I want to see what yours looks like. Cause, uh, it's the denim on that one. That's kind of different on everybody's, but so, like, uh, I got a light okay. denim one. Yeah. yeah you guys nice. see, Cause my light in here is, is not great, but like, I got a light that's denim really light. except like, for like a patch here. Completely yeah, bleached. But like the light denim on this works great with the, yeah. olive. like, dude, yeah. it's so, it's so cool. And the liner on the inside, like just a fucking gorgeous yeah, rib liner on awesome. the back. The Nike Air, like hang to hanging threads. Yeah, just such a sick shoe. You know what I mean? And I realistically, if somebody asks me what I paid, I'm going to answer what I paid, which is sixteen dollars. Right. You know what I mean? Thank you, eBay. Shout out eBay. Shout eBay, eBay Canada. And then the second pair. One of the homies, you guys know Lawrence. Lawrence, I think, had one of his homies hook me, help and scoop an 11. And uh, I guess it was just bonus. So 
lucked in, got that at retail. Shout out Lawrence, the Soul Savvy homies that made that happen. Nice. And I will be waiting on the, I'm waiting on the far outs. We're waiting on those. But uh, kid size, we got, shout out the cop father, obviously. Cop father, I know. <laughs> He's everybody's cop father now. Yeah. He's not only Kingston's now. No. Caden loves him too. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. So, uh, <laughs> and that pair is outstanding. The, I think, honestly, the kid's pair is better than the adult pair. I like, agree. I agree. And that's the case for a lot of toddler pairs. Like, you'll notice, like, when Caden builds his collection, you're like, man, this looks amazing as a toddler pair. Oh, bro. I mean, I agree with you, but his collection's not small as it is already. It's uh, most people will would give me hassle for how much I have in there. But uh, not me. I like to see that stuff, and we'll get into that too. I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, just in terms of like the the eBay coupon itself, I know maybe some people might be interested to know, like, you know, how easy was it to use your coupon and like find, you know, where it was, and you know, like, was it difficult to just sort of like initiate that whole thing with utilizing the coupon? Okay, so if you're a laptop person, it's the easiest thing in the entire world. And I assume yeah. it's probably the same on a tablet too. Literally, when you hit my eBay, yeah. the very top line above anything else, like so the head, sorry, the header will be up and your yeah. navigation bar. And then directly below the navigation bar, it will say eBay coupon value $300. Oh, it's just right there. Okay. Literally right there. But it's even, okay. it's better than that. Like, I'm an idiot. And as I've described <laughs> in these stories, and I'm going to show you how easy it is. So anytime you want to make a purchase that you're not adding to cart. So let's say I have a $300 coupon and I find the heavies for 305. Yeah. If I go to buy them, like just click like buy now. Yeah. One of your payment options come up. It will have the coupon there that you. Oh, it already automatically loads it there. Oh, that's it amazing. It automatically load it there. You just need to click that as your payment, and then pick whatever else covers the above the three hundred dollar coupon right. limit. Super easy, like super super easy. If you're buying something, so if you're adding to cart though, because that you haven't reached the value of the coupon, it won't show the coupon oh, yes, as an yes, option yes. for you to click. Got so it. you just have to make sure you're above the value of the coupon. And then it's literally, it could not be easier. It could not be easy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, just, uh, yeah, just a, just a heads up for those, uh, you know, like we've, we've had quite a few contests already and uh, I don't think we've had any testimonials, I guess you can call them from the coupons on how easy it is to use. And like Kellen said, you know, you give them the, the and he's holding up the toddler mellows, super dope. And I love the, I love all of those kids concept but yeah so i mean those of you who haven't heard about the, the coupon i guess they're easy to use i mean even for an idiot like kellen says he's so able easy. to use it right there. so easy dude it's so easy i promise yeah, yeah. and you know what I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you were able to win that black history month contest coupon a shout outs again to shireen and ebay like she didn't i mean i think originally the coupon was we had budgeted for some for something a lot lower and she's like you know what let's just bump it up and then i i told kellen about it. he's like Hey, I'm not going to complain about that. I, you know, I love the fact that I won, but thank you so much for the coupon itself, but forever grateful for Shireen for just, you know, bumping that up. She's like, you know what? I want him to be able to buy, like, you know, like not even worry, just get whatever shoe he wants. Right. And then, and then she kind of bumped it up. So yeah. Shout outs uh, to Shireen and eBay for that. That was amazing. Appreciate you, Shireen. Thank you. But yeah, no, awesome wares, great pickups. I mean, mm-hmm. again, as Air Max collectors, Trev and I, you know, I had, that was like my goal was to get those concepts and then also get the pairs for King. So shout outs to Mark too. He also helped King get his pairs as well. So 
realistically, I only have one pair that I know I need to buy. I have two pairs that are still releasing this year that I know I need to get. The tree lines, some people call them skunks. Yeah. They dropped in like two places, uh, but word is 420 is when they're supposed to actually drop. So I got to have to figure that out. And then the crepe hemp's come back. I almost forgot about Um, those. Those are the only two other than that. So I I put a hopeful goal of less than 12 pairs this year (laughs) uh, after being well over that for the past couple of years. Oh, I thought you were 12 more. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Yeah, Yeah, you never know. I'm not like, I think when I said it in the, in the group chat, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and limit myself to 12 pairs, but I'll be super happy if that doesn't happen. But if it doesn't, I'll probably still be happy because I'll have got shoes that I actually wanted. So exactly upset about it if I go over with that being said other than those two pairs I've only really bought myself three pairs so far so I got I got lots of leeway to go I got lots of room you're on track yeah you're on track <laughs> 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 dancing you're on... up over here yeah you guys can't see but I'm just dancing yeah <laughs> the Kellen shuffle yeah <laughs> uh nice Kellen <laughs> Uh, all right. So for me, where's I've actually done the opposite of everyone and wore no Air Maxes at all because I've just been <laughs> trying to take a break and get some wears in in Jordan. So I wore my Sale Ones, Raging Bull Fives. I wore those when I went to the Raptors game and shout out Kellen for the food. We appreciate that. Dad still loves the food at the restaurant. Man, I, lo- I love your pops, man. <laughs> he has such a good time every time we go to see you. Black Cement 4s, Space Jam 9s, New Love Air Jordan 1s. I wore Nike Element Yak 85s, I believe they are. Just like a purple and blue colorway that I have. Roche Runs, I have a blue pair that I wore. And Black Cement 3s. The Roche Runs, nice. Oh, that was like, uh, wasn't there some sort of anniversary for, for Roche? That, uh... The 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary, run. wow. Man. Which is kind of crazy because I, I I don't know if I've talked about this, but my girl loves Rotrun. Like that's her, that's the shoe she wears all the time, and she's like good about like rotating them once the soles start to wear out. Yeah. I can't find her a pair of black and white Rotruns. What's yeah? Like? I don't know. I think she needs an eight. Okay. Eight women's? Yeah, eight women's. But I can't. They, they don't. They're not around anymore. Yeah, I know. I don't think I ever see them in stores or online anymore. I can't. Yeah. I can't find you them. Should I, just I, buy her a pair of black ultra boost. Swoosh gang, Collie. Swoosh gang. <laughs> she probably has a preference. Yeah, maybe that's why. No, no, no. She doesn't have a preference. I have a preference. Oh, you okay? <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it was kind of interesting. I don't know if anyone read that. It was the designer who posted it, and I, I know a, a bunch of places who posted it. But the whole write-up he had about it was kind of like the whole design process of it, how it came out. How it was, you know, just in stores randomly, and then it was selling out, and it just became this real popular thing. And it kind of, it had this very quick rise and fall. So it was kind of an interesting, it was an interesting read. It was definitely an interesting read. And I think he alluded to Kanye kind of making the Yeezy like a basically a roach run, like basically taking that idea. So yeah. it was kind of, it was kind of interesting to read that. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I know a bunch of people had posted roach runs, so I was like, oh, let me let me bust out a pair of roach runs. Yeah, shout out to the the Russian era. Pretty sure yeah. I still have a pair. I have a pair. I've, I I I did a pair actually. That's, I got. I should have rocked those that day. I they're a nice pair. Like that's they're nice. Like I mean, it's just you know you just 
Colin knows because he saw it with like same thing with me at Foot Locker. Like people thought that was something they could run in or work out in. And he's had kids coming in with their their toes <laughs> well, through the front of it. And it's mainly because kids get one shoe to wear to school, right? And so yeah. they get a roast run and wear it, and that's not a shoe you should be beating. Hundred percent. It just yeah. it, it it never helped once you saw that all the time where people were walking around with a pair of roast runs and their toes were through the front of it. You know, it's kind of like, all right, no. come on, guys, get a new pair. <laughs> or that's not the that's not that's not whatever you're using that shoe for. You shouldn't be using it for that. <laughs> In terms of pickups, so I've been sitting on this for like two months. <laughs> so you uh, you guys probably would have seen uh, another eBay pickup. So I've been kind of waiting to discuss on discuss this one. Actually, I have a pickup and I have to retract a pickup from a previous episode. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll, we'll oh, you sold it or you hooked me. No. Okay. Okay. So do we want to do the pickup or the one that I have to retract? Retraction first. I want that first as well. Okay. So I t- last time we talked about pickups, I talked about the Mars landings 90s that I picked up. Juan was not able to find them. What? Well, yeah. What do you mean? So they were, they showed us delivered to his house and his, his parents were home and his aunt and uncle were over that day. It showed us delivered to his house and they, he doesn't know where it was. Like, what? He can't find it. Man, so did you open up like a, a claim for that or something, or what happened there? Like, all well, it was Package. like it was, it was kind of jacked. I think that's basically what happened. Oh he, man! So Juan had talked to his 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 regular mail guy, and he said the the person who was doing the the route wasn't someone like wasn't the regular person. And Juan said usually the people on the street are they're they're older, they watch out for packages and stuff like that. So he thinks the guy just took it. Oh man, that's terrible. So that makes so, me so mad. That's I literally pretty much the reason. I, I mean, that and my child's safety. But the reason I put a camera on like the front of my house. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was kind of one of those because when Juan had sent over the pickup that I'll talk about in a minute, that wasn't in there. So I was kind of like, did it get lost? It like was it was the box put away somewhere or what happened? So. Yeah, so shout out to Juan though. He did. Um, he sent me part of the money back, which he didn't have to do for the shoes because he's like, no, no, no. If you lose, we all lose. So that was that was oh, real nice. Of him. I appreciate that's... that. But yeah, didn't get didn't end up getting those ones in the end. What oh, size? It's terrible here, man. Yeah, and these are eleven. What size were they? Uh, twelve. And you can't fit eleven, right? No. You heard my story about what I when I bought them the first time, right? I know. That's that's I do. I would have. <laughs> I would have been happy to help you out get these at a very well. Maybe affordable. third times the charm, or third strike. Maybe out. third times the charm. Maybe you're right, Colin. <laughs> you like time. you like baseball a lot, though, and if you strike out the third time, then that's it. You're done. done. It's just not meant you're to be, done. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, man, that's terrible here. Didn't pick those up, but yeah, the the eleven will be too small, Kellen. I just did. I, the nineties. It has to be a twelve for sure. Like it's no the, questions asked. The narrow. The narrowness. Yeah, got to be a 12 for I'm, sure. I'm lucky I got a thin, skinny baby foot. foot. Yeah. <laughs> See, All right, size so 11 baby foot. <laughs> How about the positive news and the pickup? The positive yeah. news. So I have been after this shoe for the last two years. Kev can corroborate this story. And I yeah. actually, because he knows how long I've been going after this shoe, and I actually didn't tell him I picked this up. I wanted to the box to Kev, and I asked him to do an unboxing video for me, which I'll... <laughs> which I'll post with this pod when we post it. But I was able to pick up the Air Max 90 Atmos Duck Camel. The, the yes. original? The reverse. The ver- no, no, the reverse one. The reverse. Okay. So, which is not, I guess, which is not technically an Atmos. Sorry. It's, it's, yeah. It's, sorry. It's the, the orange and green pair. Was that not the first pair? 
So they well the original so the original has the black here. You're talking yeah. about you're talking about this pair, right? Yeah, he's talking about the reverse duck. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's the one. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Yeah. So on the original, the infrared and black are flipped. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then so that but what I what year? I don't remember what year 2020? that came. What no, the pair for that? The original. No, the Atmos oh, one. The sorry. actual Atmos one is. Yeah, yeah I, I can't. I can't recall either what, what uh, year it is. But yeah, the, dude, this is a sick cop. Big oh, up on that cop. Excellent I, scoop. I've been after that shoe forever, like a long, long time. That one I think came out in 2020, and I remember asking yes. Kev to help me out with that one. And we have gone through a few times where we've tried to cop this shoe for me, and just yeah. NetMag had some pairs at one point. Yeah, we, we were trying we to get it on, on his. that. We struck out on the original launch like three times on three or four different websites. The yeah. price hasn't been that bad, though. No, but you know some what? Some of the shoes you've actually picked up recently. Well, you're, you're right, Colin, for other sizes, but for, for Trev's size specifically, yeah. the size 12, and I've been looking with him for the last you know two years, yeah. and that was a thing because when I got mine, I got it for retail easily. People that were selling for less than retail <laughs> in my size, and I'm like, Trev, what's the problem? Like, I'll just find you somebody that's got it for retail, and for some reason, the size 12, you cannot get them for a reasonable price. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to say they're, they were going for like 100, 120 above retail for a long time which is surprising because everything else is retail and i'm like why yeah. is they were about 300 for a long time 350 like size 12 because yeah. yes. the same thing i gotta i gotta one of my chefs is also a, a 90s fan and i met like i'm pretty sure he spent 300 on yeah. StockX for one of not that pair i think it was the orange pair mm-hmm. which also dropped in value as well but it's not your size you know what i mean like everything yeah. but those big feats yeah what is so I was I was a little annoyed at that price, but I was able to find them on eBay in a used section. I was just trolling along looking for stuff on Air Max Month for a hundred and eighty dollars. That's huge. Oh, sorry, That's no, huge. sorry, no. The Mars were one one eighty, and I think the Duck Camels were two twenty. But still, like That's basically, still, basically retail. Yeah. That's yeah. still there's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah, That's and, and I think. And when Trev got them and he and, and I unboxed them, he told me they were used. And when I saw them, it was like you could barely tell, except for the bottom was a little bit dirty, which was awesome. Yeah, it was it was funny because Kevin posted his during the month, Air, Air Max month, and commented. I was like, oh, I still need those. Knowing I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have those soon. I'm gonna be able. To... <laughs> and Kev, Kev replied to the comment. He's like, we gotta get you a pair, Trev. We, that's gotta be our goal for this year. And I was like. Just to wait, Kev. Just yeah. to wait. And I it's even coming. said something like, "Yeah, you should you should get it on eBay or something too." And <laughs> just like, you wait, it's coming. But it was funny because I like I've been just kind of like because those were the the ones I've been going over, and I just happened to come across them. And the funny story is is that the seller actually lived because I they were they were only shipping to the states, so I had to I had to get Juan to purchase them for me because they would only ship to the states, so I couldn't even go through the process to buy them. Yeah. The guy actually lives in the same township as Juan. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, did Juan set up like a pickup so he didn't have to do shipping? He couldn't because it had to go through eBay's authentication center. Mm, yeah, that's okay. true. Valid. Yeah. So, so it's crazy. You have to ship all the way <laughs> to, 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 to New, New York or wherever it is. Yeah. And then to have it come back to basically the same place that it already was. Yeah. Unreal. But I mean, to have it authenticated... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's worth it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that that's I guess that's one of the things like in terms of just, you know, looking up the pre-owned stuff too. the benefits is that, you know, you can find pretty good pairs. I mean, when, when I opened it, I was like, 
I couldn't tell it was worn until I flipped to see the sole, and you could see a little bit of dirt on it, obviously. But other than that, like immaculate yeah. pair. Yeah, and I mean that was that was kind of my thing too, right? It was like I'd just been looking for these pairs, just kind of like seeing what was available, and I just kind of found this. I think I. I'm pretty sure I'd adjusted my search a little bit. Like I just kind of the way I'd searched it, like Air Max might've been one word. I made it two or vice versa, kind of stuff like yeah. that. And it just like, I happened to stumble upon it and I was like 180. Like, I was like, that's a great price. Like yeah. did the conversion. And I was like, Juan, like, I need you to like bid on this. Here's my, here's my high and low. Like, right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great find, man. I'm glad you were able to get that pair finally. And and honestly, I put it on foot like I wore it during Air Max Month. So for anyone who, like, I think I explained this in my post when I posted it during Air Max Month. But I love the shoe. Like, it was just such a clean shoe. Like, I just love the infrared color. I think it's, like, goes well with a lot of stuff. I'm big into greens now, too. So, like, it was just, I'm looking down. I'm like, this is, like, perfect. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, obviously, like, when the OG was out, uh, I liked that pair a lot was a little bit out of the price range obviously and when they had this flipped pair i knew they there was uh i guess maybe it was rumored that it was going to come out on air max day or something one of those things or whatever i think that was in 2020 and when i saw them i'm like man i, I just love the infrared like it just pops right so it's yeah it's and for me the infrared obviously if you look at sorry i'm reaching over if you look at like in a regular infrared 90 like it pops you know what i mean yeah and to me, it pops because of the black right beside it. Sure. Yeah. The green for me actually pops it more. Yeah, I, mean? I agree. And that airbag infrared too. Like, man, it's oh. everything on that shoe is just super nice. And insane. you know, like it's you're gonna have people that are like, oh, it's yeah, well it's done. not the well OG. Done, you know, like that's one of the examples of when Nike switched it up. It just kind of worked almost better. Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy to have that pair. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I still want the the Atmos original pair, uh, and the price is like, I don't want to say it's out of reach, but currently it's out of reach. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you, if there's another eBay coupon or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. And a pre-owned pair or something where you get a little yeah, bit of a nicer exactly. price. Yeah, and the age is getting up there where you might need a, a swap or some work on it or something. But you know. I, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Yeah, yeah wink, wink, wink. wink. Yeah. We may have mentioned him once or twice. Just once uh, or twice. You, you, yeah. you have to go way, way back to hear to hear about his name or anything like that. Yeah, he might you have guys been on had an a episode. Surf, like, a, like a search that you could just type in, like, Kanatsky, what episodes was his name dropped? He's at least in 65 of the 75. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. There you go. 66 now. <laughs> it, it's, what's funny is when I, when I post this on Instagram, I usually tag all the people we talk about. If I have too many people we've talked about, I always get rid of Kanoski and Omnis because we talk about them so much that I feel like <laughs> if you're really looking for them, you should know about them already and you should yeah, be able to right. go. You can go back to any of our previous episodes. They're tagged in a lot of them. There you go. Shout out to Kanoski. Shout out to Omnis. I, sure. yeah, I love, I love Omnis. <laughs> yeah. You never tag I mean, Tom I Brady Kanosky and I talked about loves. him a bunch. Tom Brady? Oh, man. I don't think Trev follows him. I think he blocked him. This is the an Eagles We Trust podcast, Colin. I just no, no, it's not. I did not. Stop I did not go sign that. Yeah. An Eagles we can down. trust to lose all money that we bet on them. Did not co sign that. I, you know, you don't <laughs> if you had said this is an all like an a bird positive podcast, I'm I'll support you because the Ravens, let's go. There you go. <laughs> but I can't support just these lowly Eagles, bro. Oh. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Lowly. <laughs> yeah. We'll bring you back in football season. We're not friends with Philadelphia right now. We're going into war with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and see, you know, this is this is where, you know, like these podcasts sort of start to take a turn. Let's let's stay away from the football because we might have a fist fight at so, uh, the next meetup. Never. I would <laughs> if anything, I, it would be a hugging contest. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah but no great great <laughs> great wares great pickups trev shout out to ebay again man this also for uh for sponsoring a lot of these pickup segments now but yeah no uh let's let's get let's get into it let's get into the meat here uh and you know just uh pun intended there because we have chef executive chef kellen crumb from mlsc on the Guys, writing jokes now. Super, super excited to have him on because he's a he's a fellow. What do they call Hamil- Hamiltonians? Is that what they call <laughs> call them here? Hammerheads. Hammerheads. Oh, I like that better. Hammerheads. Okay. No disrespect to any Hamiltonian hammerheads out there, but yeah, no. Uh, Kellen, super excited to have him on. He's uh, one of my favorite guys. When I go to the Raptors games and I see him because he's just super excited about the Raptors in general. So be this being basketball month and then just very passionate about just food in general. And we'll get into that too, uh, him as a chef. But as we always do, let's start off with sneaker journey. Like where did it all start for you? Where did you become that sneaker guy? Where? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are sneakers, obviously I remember in the journey at the very beginning and stuff like that. I remember as a kid, like many people, parents didn't have a ton of money. So the expensive Jordans and stuff like that out of reach, kind of never even looked at them as much because I knew I didn't want to fall in love and I wouldn't be able to get them. So like I lived in uh, like LA Gears, uh, yeah. like British uh, Knights. British Knights. I had a pair of British Knights as well growing up. And it was the first basketball, basketball shoe that I got that I was like, that shoe is sick. Like, that's crazy. Was a patchwork Ewing that was like purple and green. And I mean, it was probably hideous. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but uh, I still tend to go towards more colorful and vibrant things. Yeah, you're a colorful uh, guy, I, would, I would call these green and purples dark. Like it was like a darker patchwork shoe. But like I loved it, uh, like I absolutely... so like uh, almost like Ninja Turtle esque. Yeah, kind of yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah skunk esque maybe. Yeah, I still I, and the funny thing is I can't find pictures of this shoe on the internet anywhere. Like I don't. I, I so... talked about this shoe. I talked about this on John's podcast, Sneaker Dad podcast as well. And like as soon as it ended, I pulled out my phone to try and be like, man, I want to I want to send him a picture of this shoe. Yeah. And I looked for like an hour, like legit an hour, and I could not find. So maybe it didn't exist. I'm making the whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I can't. I can't find photographic evidence of it. And then the next shoe that I'm gonna say, if that Ewing kind of like lit the fuse, the shoe that exploded me into the whole thing were the Grandma Mock Converse Aero Jams. I loved Larry Johnson. Like I did a school book report project on Larry Johnson while he was still at UNLV. I loved Larry Johnson. What? I like loved him. It was crazy. When that shoe dropped, it was like, I love shoes. I love Larry Johnson. Bam, shoes, outstanding. So I had a pair of those. I had the black pair. They were great. They're sick. Like I still, to this day, the Aero uh, Gems. look for them. Aero Gems. Yeah. So if you yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you can't really see from that far away, but they are number four on the sneakquisition list. There are a bunch of 10 and a halfs sitting on eBay that I might, I really don't want to go lower than size 11, 11, 11 and a half, 12 is really where I'd want to live. Much like Trev doesn't want to go to uh, 11s on 90s. I don't really want to try a 10 and a half. I don't too think bad it wasn't it. like 2015. We had so many of them at Foot Locker Dixie on clearance. I know, dude. I for know. Like 30, people, 40 dollars. So many people keep telling me about it, and it just pains me. What color? The black and teal or the, the black and teal? Yeah. So I they yeah. have I, I've seen the white, like the white, teal, purple one around as well. But I'm I want the nostalgic black. I want the I want the one that, that was the one that I remember too. And like the commercial of him dunking in the grandma costume and everything. Oh, like you did you did a you did a project in in school about him when a kid. So what before what that shoe existed, man? Before and the that, straps on like, those things. Like so they what were was crazy this? good, man. Running rebels thirty and zero losing to duke after destroying them the year before like the story of just going like flipping it and duke being yeah. the next year is insane like it's it's also probably one of the top five you ncaa tournament stories ever yeah, yeah. right Love exactly it. no that's awesome that you that you know as a kid you were that passionate about lj that you even did a project i didn't even think to do things like that you know like my projects were like what is light? You know, like do these boring ass science projects and shit. But sure, no, I, I don't think I did well on it. I wasn't great <laughs> in uh, like I don't I don't know. There's only in high school. Wait, so this was obviously grade school and stuff that I did this. Turns out it was supposed I, to be for a science project. School, you know what I mean? So I it had to have been legible enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I mean uh, that was probably one of the projects. I mean, if you're talking about it now, is one of the projects that you probably have the most fun doing, right? Oh, it's the easy. Like you know, I'm sure you guys remember being in school when you like you don't want to write shit. Like no, you don't, I don't want to write any projects. Are you kidding no, me? I want to be no. out like watching like Ninja Turtles or playing baseball or Absolutely. whatever. You know what I mean? I don't want to be doing this. But when you get something like that, where you're writing something you care about and all that, it doesn't seem like work, and it's just easy flowing pretty simple so it worked out well for me because it got me into the game i did play high school basketball and the pairs of shoes that i remember during that time were and ones and in grade nine i had a pair of nike keith van horns no way of course i remember keith van horn i I can't it was the it was the first shoe like i don't have it anymore but it was the first shoe where like the front kind of curled around. It didn't just come up straight. Like a, the tongue was hidden on the inside. It was weird, but I love that shoe too. Like I love that shoe. And I think that kind of got me more into the Nike world. Obviously I then started watching and one videos and Mixed then tapes, wanted to yeah. watch, uh, like, I was like, I can be hot sauce. Why not? So I did a lot of that. Then university, college, all of that, didn't have money, stopped buying for, I'm going to say, a few years, three, four years, whatever. Went to college after not enjoying university. College was for culinary school and had a externship program where for six months, uh, basically one of your semesters, you go work at a restaurant in the city. And they had like a gigantic list of places that you could pick. Obviously, I'm a Raptor fan already, but I'm also personally like a competitive person that legit wants to like 
be the best at everything. So to me, I was in my head when I was picking where to go. I didn't actually think I would get selected for the ACC at the time. That's what it was. (laughs) Uh, But I was like, that's going to be just an absolute shit ton of people that you need to feed. So if I can do that, I can do anything. And that was my mindset. So I went to do that with my externship and uh, it was kind of programmed or set up to not really let the externship students work during service. So it was kind of like I would work 10 to five and then go home and the restaurant would open at five o'clock and then the real people would do the real work. It's essentially (laughs) kind of like what their thought process was. Right. The first day I was literally like, they're like, all right, go home. And I was like, can I stay and help like with service? Like, can Mm -hmm. I do something? And the chef at the time was like, yeah, you can serve the soup. And I was like, okay, sick. So I literally just stood there and ladled soup into a bowl that day. Like, and I did nothing else during service, yeah. but I was like, I'm here. I'm a part of it. Like I'm, I'm dealing with this. I'm seeing it. You know what I mean? I'm experiencing the fucking flow of this. Absolutely. Uh, and it was, it was busy as not what I was expecting and way busier and all that, but I had a great time. And at the end of it, the chef was like, Hey, come here and brought me in the office and like threw a t-shirt at me, like a Raptors t-shirt. It was like, here you go, man. No one's ever asked to stay. And I was like, I'll, dude, I'll stay every day. Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then I ended up getting a job out of that. So I started there as an apprentice. And then when I started as an apprentice, I got some more money. There you go. Uh, so that was where uh, our good friends eBay came back into the picture. And I started buying shoes. You know what I mean? This is where like, I'm not at this point used, but mm-hmm. I'm buying eclectic shit you know what i mean like weird nikes that i'd never seen before lots of stuff like woven patchwork nike uh like janoskis yeah uh, yeah just weird you know what i mean like buy it well and and that's what ebay was great for because you would kind of just search for something that you saw and just put in keywords and then you'd be like oh yeah and then it would just kind of rabbit hole you into the, all this other shit and then you would go to the seller list and you'd see what they have and it was almost like this open online garage sale of shit and you're just like damn like and it was different back then in terms of sneakers because you could actually find deals for stuff you knew or used and uh it was it was great back then in terms of ebay stuff so i could see where you're coming from from that yeah dude it was like you you hit the search the search bar and then like the page loads slowly because this is also fucking 10 years ago you dial up but then like you see a shoe and you literally just hear the music play like oh, oh, oh. you're like click it boom got it scooped it all good the credit card companies enjoyed it enjoyed me at that time they were they were friends they you know what i mean they liked me Offering yeah more money just take more you can yeah right it. right Please. take it all so i was buying up uh, a lot of jordans at that point so now i'm now i'm into jordans uh jordan ones jordan fours jordan 11s some 12s I don't want to throw any dis- disrespect at uh, Rich, but sixes are not my cup of tea. I'm happy to leave them to him. And if anything's dropping and he needs a help scooping, just let me know because I'll throw in a raffle for you. And then obviously 90s, Air Max 90s as well have always been, I don't know what it is about the the just the pattern, the design, the the heel tab. I'm a low cut, I'm a low cut shoe guy. I think I, ha- I mean, I've dabbled in, Jordans for a long time so I have mm-hmm. high tops but like think in my heart uh, if you said you can only ever wear high high cut or low tops I'm going to stick low I'm going to stick yeah. low 
Uh, and that's why like when I would play get basketball sneakers kind of later on, I, I would go, grab Kobe's. Unfortunately, in the in the purge to to be able to buy a house, I don't have any Kobe's left. That's okay with me. I don't I'm I'm fine with that. But I, I've tried to narrow what I have left in the collection and what I spend my money on now to Air Maxes pretty much. Yeah. Air Max or I shouldn't just say Air Max. Low cut, low, low cut shoes, predominantly Air Max 90s, Air Max ones. I do have some uh, Asics. I do have some Sauconies. I obviously have some New Balances. I have mm-hmm. all the boosts as well. Still have one uh, Pharrell NMD, but I would say 80% of the collection. Sorry, I'm just looking at boxes around the room. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I do tell too. you. What I got. Uh, 80% of what I got, I can say, is orange Nike boxes or Air Maxes. Nike boxes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The first eBay used shoe I bought was 2014, I believe. And I had been looking for them for a while, obviously didn't get them on release. I don't think they released in Canada to the best of my knowledge. But my first used sneaker purchase in 2014 were these KD6 florals that I'm holding in my hand right now that I will probably never let go of. Just an outstanding shoe. And as soon as I bought, you know what I mean? Like you open the floodgates, like, man, I'm a little worried. I don't know about a used shoe. Might not come. It might be a fake. And then it comes and you're like, this is everything I've always wanted. Now I have no fear of used speakers. So, I mean, I've bought off Goat. I've bought off StockX. Recently, I've been just abusing eBay. Uh, (laughs) Just buying pretty much, you know what I mean? Like I was, I scooped the picnics. Uh, the picnic 90s from ebay yeah obviously I remember the, that. the mellows <laughs> yeah man ebay yeah. ebay is great so uh so that's where we are with that and then uh now like i said yeah now i'm just heavy air maxes i'd say i have more 90s than anything else it's fun man i love it I love yeah it. no that's awesome and then you know what i love your story like you know you mentioned john ratner uh, aka headzane ready aka sneaker dad sneaker dads uh you did appear on his episode so if you guys didn't hear about you know kellen's previous collection and then how he sold you know a lot of that collection so he can buy his house congratulations on your home um you can catch that but let's hear about what's in your collection now now that that collection is gone you know you bought your house you're rebuilding it up i know you got air max 90s a lot of you know low cuts sneakers etc what are some of the current favorites that you have like in your collection i know you just talked about your kd6 which will never leave your collection but like i know about some of the pairs that you have i know one of them <laughs> that specifically uh, is one of my favorites but let's hear from you like what's uh what, what are some of the grails that you got or like yeah, some of so, your like all-time favorites in your collection uh, i mean if somebody ever gives me the list so i have the sneakquisition list that i need to acquire that's the sneaker acquisition Sneakquisition. <laughs> uh, let's say I had someone was like, build the the sneak ownership list of the <laughs> top sneakers you own. I think the number one will will continue to be the Sean Witherspoon ninety seven ones. Okay. Uh, I have two of these guys. I actually want. So I purchased a, this was a used pair. I grabbed these from Tong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netmag, shout out Netmag, uh, absolutely one of the greatest sneaker people in the entire world. If you don't know about him, put yourself on, please, because 
he's helped out so many people and has the best collection for selling. I shouldn't say collection, the best inventory, I guess. Yeah. Inventory <laughs> and dudes all on eBay as well. Like he's now like switched everything to eBay, which yeah. do most of his sales, which is crazy. So anyway, so I scooped these used off of him and I met him in a parking lot and he gave them to me and I immediately put them on my feet <laughs> in the parking lot, like took my shoes off threw these on. And then I have two pairs of them because I eventually won a NetMag raffle. The actual item I was supposed to win was a pair of the Off-White Air Force One Volts. For some reason, newer Air Force Ones, like after 2012, fit me weird. Like my foot doesn't feel comfortable in them. I know this sounds weird because nothing has changed from 2011 to 2013. Like literally nothing has changed in that shoe. But it doesn't, I don't know, every single Air Force One I put on doesn't feel right. So I mentioned Tong to Tong, could I uh, switch it up with something? And he was like, yeah, no problem. What do you want? And I was like, I mean, I'll take a dead stop pair of the Sean's. And he was like, yeah, I got that for no problem. So he helps me out with that. I have two of those. I got the Paras. And then I have the Padded Cords, which I think is the one that you were. That's my personal favorite of your collection. So these... Who you also got from Tong, right? I did, but they were... So I got a message from Alexander Choi with a bunch of pairs that he was selling. And this was one of them. And I was like, man, I knew he was trying... He's cashing out. Like, he's trying to get cash. So I was like, nah, man, I can't. Like, where are you selling? And he's like, I'm going to just drop him in a lump to Tong. So I waited. Like, I literally waited for Tong to receive like post something either opening a box or with them and then i immediately messaged him like yo i, I want them they're my, me i me need first. them yeah. yeah he was like you message first so we worked at a trade i probably took the l on the trade like value wise but like in my heart i'm walking away with the w every single sure. day as long as i have this shoe i'm not a big fan of off-white in general you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, it's, I'm not a thing. It's not a thing where like, oh, it's off weights trash. I just, it doesn't, for whatever reason, a lot of the shoes don't resonate with me personally. I love the Air Max 90 off white, the original, the white one do not have that. Probably will never have it. Cause at this point it's starting to get super aged looking, starting to get a little more yellow and just not appearing as I want it to look on my foot. Black one, not so much enjoying, but the Desert Ore pair is probably a top three pair for me. I have that. I got that from ODTO. Shout out to Shaheen. He was the one that gave me the deal. I know he's not there now, but anyway, because I think he uh, he probably gave it to me at a price uh, a little bit better uh, than he needed. So love that dude. He's outstanding. ODTO is great too, obviously. Can I stop you for a second, Kellen? Do you have that Desert Ore pair? Yeah, you want to see it? I would like to see the bottom of yours. So just while you're grabbing it, I'll kind of talk about what I... So I wore my pair for Air Max Month, and I happened to take a look at the bottom, and the little pods that you see, like the traction pods, are almost like... They're almost like disintegrating. I took really? a picture Traction pods? Yeah, so if you look at the bottom, Kelly, if you can just show, show your pair... So see the little squares that you have? Right oh, yeah, there? yeah, at the top I, part. I don't, I, I don't know what to call them, but... Like oh, they're okay. They're I mean, like, I, I haven't ripped. worn these yet, and it's yeah. not because like I'm trying to save them or to sell them or anything. I just I don't know. I haven't worn them yet. So let me send you guys the picture. But it, it like it's just very weird. Like I looked at my pair, and they're like 
the rubber is wearing away on them. Hmm. Like, which was very surprising to me. Like, I don't know if that was something that it was designed. Maybe that way. it's how you drag your feet. But I don't have that on any other shoe. That was what was weird about it. Because if it's strange. the pods, those pods are at the front and you run like a T-Rex. <laughs> but, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I do walk on my toes. So that is a thing where the front of my shoe will wear before the back of my shoe. But I don't have that on any other 90s. Like, I checked some of my other pairs just to kind of compare. And I don't have it. And I and I even check pairs that I wear significantly more than that. I think that's the other thing is I've only worn that pair three or four times. So it and mm. I, I haven't worn it like to do a lot of things. So it shouldn't be wearing like that. I'm gonna send you guys the picture now. I'll post it when you where'd you me. get the pair from? You want to I want a raffle, let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah, sorry, I just, I just wanted to ask Kelton because I, I noticed that on mine recently and I was I yeah, was I've uh t- I haven't noticed it on mine but i also haven't worn it yet so as soon as i wear i can let you know if uh if it happens but dude i love this i love this shoe this is probably is this the most i've spent on a shoe like physically on with cash maybe (laughs) maybe like just yeah aside from trades and all that stuff yeah aside from trades and like ebay coupons that uh yeah (laughs) uh other than that i also have the uh air mat air susans which are just an outstanding pair. That's a beautiful pair too, yeah. It's beautiful. And I think I was there that day when you bought them. You bought them at SneakerCon or something like that. You're right. Yes, yeah. you were. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, air, I, uh, Karen. I guy down too. I got, always, always a big win when you talk somebody down. Yes, um, of course. got a couple, like, here, I got infrareds from this year, from the last release, infrareds, uh, I'm terrible, 2012? 2012 infrared 90s? Yeah, was that was that 2012? It was a 2012 pair, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, that's like. I think it's a 12. I think it was 12. I, I'm not. I'm not positive. Don't quote me. Really love these pair too. It's not like a, not like a pair that I'm gonna say anyone has even probably ever seen. I when I was on my honeymoon in Europe, I was like, I'm coming home with at least one pair of shoes for sure. And for whatever reason, Air Maxes and trainers over in Europe way, way, way more popular than over here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you might have like, let's say you walk into a Foot Locker in Canada, North, US, North America, anywhere in our area, you might see like one row of Air Max, maybe two. Mm-hmm. You walk in Europe, they're like 12. So like there's just a sh- absolute shit ton of shoes that you don't see over on our side and don't even release on like like this wouldn't have been on nike.ca you know what i mean no i don't think i've ever seen that pair before so you guys can't see it but it's literally just a black white and green air max 90 guards like black green swoosh white toe sick like it's just a beautiful shoe right it's a nice one but it means but it means nothing to anybody because they've never seen which is crazy yeah but sometimes when you find the grs it's just like oh of course man I don't want to date the podcast or anything, but like Union Two's release today, like our our can I kick it group chat was trying frantically to scoop those. Like I tried to help Kamal, I tried to mm-hmm. help Rizzy because like I don't give a shit about that shoe. Like I don't, it means yeah. nothing to me. Same, yeah. I hype doesn't really lock me in. It, it, it looks good. I want it. If it's bright colors, if it's Volt, I want it uh it's that's like that's a kryptonite that's bad for me like it can be a real <laughs> ugly shoe and if it's volt it's like mm, yeah well yeah. you know i could i could do something with that yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and 
other than that, just like, I, dude, I got a bunch. Of, I have all three of the new release duck camos. So the infrared, the orange, and the ghost green. I have this pair, which is uh, a Nike ID from my wedding. It's a gray, silver, purple Air Max 90 with a red airbag. The back has my name, like crumbs, the date of our wedding. That's a pretty meaningful pair to me. I noticed that you were able to put your entire last name with the plural as well. Is that always the case with Air Max 90 IDs? Were you able to put like, like that many characters? I don't think so anymore. I think now it's down to three on each shoe. Yeah, because I noticed you could put crumbs on the back. Plus, you put 9.9.17, which I feel like that was never possible. Like, I mean, that was obviously 2017, I guess, right? And Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And I, you're right. I don't think those are options anymore. I remember, so I did this ID recently. I've seen uh, you wear that one recently. Like a, it's like a Bordeaux 90 with peach laces and swoosh and uh like air max a side panel the back tab i don't recall them giving me the option to put anything different on it if i'm Mm -hmm. being like i might be wrong i'm often wrong so no i think you could do it on the tongue in the 90s right yeah they changed so this one this one i couldn't like this one gave me everything was getting this logo on the tongue okay which is kind of like the old school logo, the old Air Max 90 logo, yeah. which I like, I'm fine with. But yeah, I don't recall. I think that was like a 2017 thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, know. No, I was just curious because I, I, I definitely missed out on the opportunity to put like more characters. And I'm, you know, I, I kind of draw blank when I start to want to customize things at the back. And it's like, I end up just putting a Nike logo anyways, because I'm like, what am I going to put in the back anyways? But no, that, that was interesting to see that you can put that many characters in the yeah, back. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I agree with you at this point. I think I'm fine just having the back the have Nike be the right actual yeah. Nike Air on it. I also have a couple, like I said, I have a bunch of Jordans left, a handful of Jordan 4s, a few Jordan 1s, but like from the wedding shoes that I wore, so I wore four pairs of shoes on the wedding day, one of which... I got rid of just because I didn't, they were, they were a very quick change and didn't feel special to me. That was the OVO tens, the black ones Okay, is what it is. So I wore at the altar. I wore these, oh, which nice. is a custom from ZV customs, Zach Vine. I actually had these made They're Paisley ones and I had customs made for all my groomsmen. Shout out to Zevi. I know his hand, like his paint hand, like I don't know what you call it, his artwork anyways, super detailed and like very, I mean, it's, it's amazing what he's done. I've seen yeah, a lot so of I got these, stuff. he did these and I had, I'm going to say five others done as well. And then I'm not sure if I told the story with John or not. When I proposed to my wife, like before I proposed, so I mean, like I jokingly, I was like, so I, I you get a ring. Do I get a pair of shoes? Or like, how does this work? <laughs> And she was like, yeah, if I get a ring, you get a pair, I'll get you a pair of shoes. So she got a ring, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then I re-brought that up, like, so about that pair of shoes I get. <laughs> and I ended up grabbing the Jordan 12 PSNYs for the wedding to match the suit and the outfit and all that. Yeah. These I purchased from no other than Tong. Yeah. Net magnetism. 
2016, I think I, I ended up buying these, but I'm not sure. And just to clarify, you you did mention that on on John's pod because I remember here, I remember you saying that, and I was thinking like, that was one of the pairs that I I wanted so bad. Like obviously I'm a great shoe guy, but yeah. like just the quality of those twelves. Oh, that, the leather man, on that's amazing. So beautiful the and suede that, like, and the tongue, the tongue. Yeah, I mean everything about that shoe was just so nice. Like PSNY just killed that twelve. I loved I loved yeah. everything about that shoe outstanding shoe and we actually did like a whole thing during the ceremony where like i put the ring on her finger and she put the shoe on my foot (laughs) Uh, which uh, i was a bit worried about just because a so first of all it was her idea and it like it blew my mind that i was like man how did i not think about this uh and then i instantly was like oh man i don't know if some people might get mad like why is the lady getting down on her knee to put a shoe on a dude at her own wedding (laughs) <laughs> he convinced me that it would be fine and it would be funny so well anybody I, I mean this is my this is my theory is that anybody that's at your wedding would understand that you're a shoe yeah. guy right? right so they probably would be offended but if that video had surfaced on maybe instagram or something people would, might say something stupid but at that point i'd be like i don't give a shit about you anyways because you don't know me so <laughs> Yeah, I, you're exactly. You're right. Everybody, went, we had a great time. It was at my parents' house anyway. They have a big, big backyard. It was great. Shoe rotation was great. But that's pretty much the co- And then, yeah, so pretty much the collection, I guess. Whoops. That's awesome, man. I love And, you know, like, it's it's amazing to hear that you had built up a collection. You sold that collection, obviously, for, you know, bigger priorities. Uh, you're starting to build up your collection again. But you mentioned or you made mention of the sneakquisition list. So I want to hear, or I want our listeners to hear about this because when you had created this, you had messaged me and you're like, Kev, I need you to, you know, check something out for me. Tell me if this is stupid or not. What is like, you just ran through your idea and I was like, man, I love this thing. So Kellen, you just heard it was a sneakquisition list. So acquisition plus sneakers, sneakquisition. And it's like his top 10 or it might be more, actually, I can't remember, but there's all basically the shoes that he wants to get in list of order from top to bottom. Yeah, no, just just tell our listeners about this because yeah, I love this I, idea. I mean, man. That's pretty much, pretty much you did a great job describing it, man. I uh, Every sneaker uh, enthusiast has the list in their head of like what they want. You know what I mean? It might not be really in any order, but they know what they want. You know what I mean? So I myself have the same things and I thought, you know, what would be, it might be fun to do a little art project and actually build this sneakquisition list into like a real thing that I could update as things get purchased and acquired or maybe new shoes release that trump other shoes and remove them from the list. I thought that would just be a fun thing. Uh, maybe people would want to see it as I did it. And I knew I it would amuse me. So, and that's <laughs> the major thing. You know what I mean? As yeah. long as I'm amused, I'll be fine. So my idea was to de- get like a magnetic whiteboard that I could put magnetic strips essentially on to write uh, with a Sharpie or whatever, what my what the shoes were and then I was like I'll print out a nice picture of the shoe as well and that can be right beside it so you get the visual and you get the writing and it just kind of looks nice and then I did that and I said to my wife I'm like I just something's not something's missing like I don't know what it is but something's not right I don't know 
what else needs to be done here but I don't know. And she's like, what if you used like magnetic, uh, like ba- like toddler magnetic numbers as the one to 10? And I was like, that's fucking genius. And I'm not that smart. <laughs> and now that you've said that, I will do that. And that's excellent. Yeah. So the next day I went to like, I, I was obviously looking online, found some on Amazon that were here's 380 pieces of magnets yeah, or, yeah, yeah. but you know what i mean like here's 97 different things the same color i don't need that's not what i want so i went to dollar store and they had nothing and went to like michael's and they had nothing so i just ordered the fucking like 150 piece off Amazon and took yeah. the pieces that i wanted out yeah. of it gave the rest to Aiden, yeah. uh, which he was quite excited about for like a day and a half now you could have just returned the rest and say you didn't get missing pieces. Yeah. Dan, sorry that I I didn't need them. I never opened yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know why the only cue in the whole thing is missing. I I can't yeah. explain that. No, but I love the whole thing. You made a reel too. It was awesome to see the 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 arts and crafts part of it. I think Caden made an appearance in that too, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, I stole the magnets from him. I just yeah. kind of walked. I was and I, and I tried to do it so I could do like a voice or a video chat or like, can I borrow these? And, yeah, and then yeah. he would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I and it, it didn't turn out as great as I wanted, but it still works. It was awesome. I love that idea. And like, it's one of those things where you know, like you said, everyone's got their list in their head, or they'll have like a list that maybe they're trying to stick to that year. But you know, you kind of made it a visual, which I sort of love. And and anyone who hasn't seen it, maybe check out his Instagram. You can see that reel. But I mean, yeah, just, I'll read it off right now, just so before yeah, yeah. You tell tell us what's on that list. You should tell definitely look at it because I put in more time into it than a regular human should have. But so number one, obviously, and until I scoop, will forever be number one. Air Max One Powerwall BRS the most beautiful shoe that's ever been released in my humble opinion i could literally stare at that thing even just pictures of that shoe and just be like in awe it's crazy to me alex Choi also had that shoe as well and he sold it before we talked about it and all of that and i would have lit i would have paid the price that he sold it for uh and that's just the way the world works you know what i mean i'll find it eventually i truly believe that whether it will be able to you've ever be stepped in or something without a soul swap probably not but we'll see we'll find it number two air max one denims i believe in my heart i will buy those this year i think that will probably be a sneaker con purchase this year <laughs> that's my plan right now number three cherry woods i'll never have them unless i win the lottery that's what <laughs> uh, that will probably just sit on that list as well Number four is the Aero Jams, which I mentioned. I think I can maybe knock those off the year this off the list this year too, if I settle for those ten and a halfs, which I'm trying not to do. Stay strong. Stay strong. <laughs> Number five, Air Max ninety homegrowns. Number six, Air Max ninety caused whites. I debated putting the cause pack up there because I want the blacks as well. But I the whites stand out to me as the as the better shoe of doesn't have volt like stitching yes, on it. it? Yeah. There you go. But I mean, but I, well, the black has some volt on it too. You're right. Like, yes, you're right. White to me, you just I see the details more. You know what I mean? They pop more for me. So the whites on there seven, the Air Max One Concepts Pack. So technically, I'm sixty six point six percent of the way there. I'm just waiting on that far out pair, and then mm-hmm. there might be another real that happens okay. <laughs> yeah, how creative i am number eight sb dunk low chunky dunkies 
Nine is crepe hemp's, which uh, I'm hoping to get at the end of this year. Ten is the Air Max One Londons. So those aren't like there are plenty more pairs that I want as well. Like I, it, this, the sneakquisition list can only fit ten sneakers, and I'm sure there will be other sneakers that I buy as well. Like I said, the tree lines I need to buy, they're not on the list. So there will mm-hmm. be things that I buy that are not on that list. Those are just the top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and you know what? Like as you buy them or as you sneak sneakquisition them, <laughs> that's what sneakwire them. Sneakwire as you sneakwire them, you'll remove that. But will you replace another one there? That Absolutely. Will, yeah? there, the okay. list will always be 10. Yeah. So no, I and I love that idea. So, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you kind of just put a visual up so you kind of you know, maybe we'll stick to that list, hopefully, and just try to acquire those pairs. But I mean, like you said, you'll 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 get other pairs not on the list, but those are ones that you want to sort of sneak wire, sneak wire first, right? Yeah, and um, you know what else too? I mean, I don't expect my wife to ever want to buy me a shoe, but if she does get to a point where she wants to sneak wire something, yeah. at least she has visuals and <laughs> names right there. Point the, so point she to doesn't the side, have right? to. She doesn't have to look too hard to figure something out. So yeah, you're helping everybody here, right? I love that. It's just charity work on my part. So yeah. And speaking of collections, uh, you mentioned Caden's, you know, recent pickups, but what, like what's in his collection right now? Like he's, you know, he must be sneakwiring a lot of stuff too. Thanks. He's to pretty. He's pretty well off. So I, I try not to buy too many pairs of the same size. So I like. I think I probably. He's just finishing seven C right now. Okay. Like so, his seven C sneakers at the door are uh, white, red, and blue Cortezes. The Puma. I think they're called like Aeroflux or something like that. They're all silver. I, I'm honestly, I think they're girls' shoes, but like, who cares? They're kids. Yeah, Kid loves exactly. them. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to him. We good. And then Jordan Eleven Concords. So the Concords are starting to get a bit tight on his feet. The Cortez is still the most comfortable, and uh, we're about to hit eight C. So eight C, he's got the Mellows and the Far Outs. He's got an eight C. I think he's got a few a couple other eight c's as well but i mean i've been i'm more trying to buy like the ones one and a half twos right now yeah because uh, yeah. i think i have those covered like he's got lightning fours he's got metallic purple jordan ones he's got we shout out omnis already shout out omnis i got the travis scott air force ones in a size two and a half for him yeah. there they gave me a great price on it. I think, I think Trevor and I were there price. that day when you bought those. Yes, yeah, dude, yeah. Outsta- outstanding price on that. Like, I literally looked at the price and I was like, this is a good price. And then Steve was like, I'll give you 25 bucks off that. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Twist my arm. Thanks. <laughs> that was uh, the day I got my Atmos, wasn't it? That was the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same, same day. day. Great same day. day. Yeah. Yes. Great day, great day for day. everyone. What a, what a solid day. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he's got. He's got a bunch of, dude, he's got a lot. I can't, everything's blurring right now. He's got some Vans. He's got some Reeboks. He's got like some NASA collab shoes. He's got some Looney Tunes collab shoes. Does he like them? He definitely likes opening them and definitely <laughs> likes putting them on when he, oh, the Clot ones. He's got the Clot Air Max ones. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like he definitely loves putting them on right away, whether they're the right size or not. Like he just wants to wear them right away, which is that. awesome. Yeah. But he doesn't like remember 
what he has. Or, sure. I mean, he's he's three and a half. I'm not. Yeah, no. Let's not put pressure on this guy too early to remember what the collection is because I can't even remember this dude's no, collection. I paid kids are cre- so. kids are kids are creatures of habit too. Like when they see a shoe that they like, they want to keep going back to that shoe. And even if there are other pairs that they know that they like, they just kind of gravitate to it. So you're saying the Puma ones right now, he really loves those ones. And like, he'll just, you know, like he just habitually will pick that one because he knows he loves it. It's easy, whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when we move to 8C, which is, I'm going to say is probably going to be in the next couple of weeks, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll bring all of the 8Cs down to the, to the front court and he picks whatever he wants to wear most of the time the only time i will pick is if i'm like all right let's go get some photos i want to we'll, we'll do a matchy matchy and we'll do a, a little photo shoot otherwise he can pick whichever ones he wants to wear and he usually rotate like he doesn't always stick with the cortez's i think he kind of just feel like it's a feeling that day like let's go with this one let's go yeah. with the, the concords let's go with uh let's go with the pumas so yeah. It's good, man. It's good. I, I he could have zero interest in it, which would be right. slightly heartbreaking to me. But I'm quite happy with the interest level that he yeah. has. In well, I, I like that. I like that you get him involved in like the opening of the shoes, picking of the shoes when he when he has a size. So, you know, it sounds to me like you're buying them for him, but at the same time, he's still like you said, he has an interest in it, and he will you know pick the shoe based on his mood that day, which is super awesome. But I love to hear those kind of like sneaker dad stories and you know just you know being able to match with your son or just oh, it's awesome. shoes it right it's, my, it's literally my favorite thing one of my goals is to like commission a painting of the sean witherspoon photo shoot we did where <laughs> we're like where he's standing on my feet while wearing the sean's that mario hooked up uh for the photo shoot for momness as, as well mm-hmm. shout out kev for setting that up that was awesome but that's one of my goals. Like it's going to cost me an absolute shit ton of money and I don't have that right now. So I'll wait, but that's a goal. That's a life yeah. goal for me. No, for sure. That's awesome. I love, I love to hear about Caden's collection, just like, uh, you know, the, the pairs that he's rocking. Cause Kinks is like that too. Like he doesn't necessarily care, but I do like the fact that sometimes he's like, no, I want to wear these today. Like I like these today. And sometimes he wants to wear his winter boots, like even when it's not snowing outside and you know, that's cool too. But the times that he does like to pick sneakers, I'm like, that's dope that he does like to pick it. So he's going to wear Uggs in summertime. <laughs> he might, he might pick that. Are Kingston's pairs in his room? Like, where do you keep his pairs? Well, the ones that he wears and that are, that fit him, they're all like the closet at the front, so he can pick from the ones that are uh, that are available to him. But the other ones that are not his size yet, those are tucked away in a closet, and the ones that he's grown out of, they go into the display. So. I mean, he can't fit them anymore, so I just kind of put them there so he can do whatever he wants with them later. Or sometimes I'll see pairs that I'm like, you know what, my nephew can wear these and he's only worn them a few times and, you know, he's at this size now and I'll just pluck them from the display and I'll, I'll give them to, to my nephew or my niece, whatever. She's kind of been the lucky recipient of a few of his used pairs too. So Yeah, yeah. Caden, Caden's pairs are everything he's not wearing at the door is in his closet as well. So, like, he could theoretically just pull pairs out. Pick whatever he yeah. yeah. Luckily, he doesn't yet. I don't even know if you can reach him, actually. He's pretty short. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked a lot about your collection. We talked a lot about Caden's collection. But let's talk about the Raptors because, you know, yeah, you're MLSE guy. You've been with them for how many years now? Um, Fifth, this is 15. I've 07. 07 was when I started there. Okay. 
So, and, and keeping on theme with sneakers and, and, and things like that, like, you know, basketball players tend to have some collections as well. So do you notice, you know, sneaker guys? I mean, I mean the obvious so one I, I'm going to say is PJ Tucker. Like everyone's going to say that as a Raptor, but. So I didn't, I mean, Tucker was here, but it wasn't like, I don't know. I'm not saying he wasn't buying shoes or hoarding shoes like that, but it, his locker never appeared like it does now in like Houston or Milwaukee or Miami yeah. or wherever he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's right. just an absurd collection thing. I, I think that's probably just based on how like sneakers are much more accepted now than they were when he played for our team. You know what I right. mean? Like same thing with DeMar. When DeMar was here, we know he's got the greatest Kobe collection probably in the world, at mm-hmm. least in, out of NBA players for sure. Like there's no sneakers stacked at his locker you know what i'm saying like there do you get a chance to go to lockers and see like are you i can see i can see the lockers like i let me see if i can describe this so like if you lock there are two entrances into the raptors dressing room i'm using quotes because it's bigger than like the dressing room has more than just the locker room in it so when you guys watch on TV and you see the Raptors like standing out in like a tunnel or like playing with a soccer ball or whatever they're yeah. doing, there's a, a short little tunnel that walks up to a big double door that you walk. That's like the big Raptors locker room. Yeah. So if you kind of walk around the back of that, which none of you guys could ever do unless you work at MLSE, there's a a back door to their locker room or dressing room, I should say, that has like a kitchenette and a little lounge area with a TV. And then there's coaches offices off that side. So when we drop food in the locker room for pregame and postgame, which we do every game, I'll mm-hmm. get into that a bit more in a second they have kind of like super expensive like chafing dishes so things that keep buffet style food warm yeah uh, but in like the most rich person way possible you know what i mean like it's not like some old silver rusted out fucking thing that you'd see a a whole wedding hall or something like that like it's they're very beautiful very nice very functional as well so when we go in and drop that off i can see into the locker room like I can see, I'm going to say there's 15 lock. I'm going to say I can see nine of the 15 lockers because it's a circle. Right. Like their lockers yeah. are go in a circle like this, which I'm sure you guys have seen on post game interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. So I can see in. So do I go in that circle? Have I been? Let me say this. Have I been in there? Absolutely. I've been in there. <laughs> I've sat in chairs that I should not sit in and I've done tours through there that I probably should not but i've also done something that no i guarantee you only a few people have done in that room and i've had a nap in that room what (laughs) yeah so this goes back this is like uh i think it's a great story but back in i'm gonna i'm gonna say it was like 2015 2016 we hosted a microsoft conference for all of their executives which is like 18,000 people or something like that across the world. So they all fly in and for a weekend, they do a conference. Now for them, it's a weekend. For us, it's an entire month because they literally build a stage 
that is functional for their whole presentation over the weekend. So they have contractors come in and are building literally 24 seven for three and a half weeks. So my shift for like 14 days straight was 2 a.m. until 4 p.m. So that was my day. Jesus. And one of those days, shit was just not going well. Couldn't leave. Got 4 p.m., got 5 p.m., got 6 p.m., got 7 p.m., got 8 p.m. And I'm like, this ain't, I'm not, what's the point? I got to be back in six hours. I'll just take a nap. Let me, right. like, where can I take a nap? And somebody, I won't, I won't name names because I don't want them to get in trouble. It's like, why don't you just do it the, go in the Raptors room? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> they were like, just, yeah, no, I mean, no one's in there. It's definitely plush carpeting on the floor. Just go lay on the carpet and have a nap. So like me and another chef slept at the ACC because it was ACC back then for like six hours in the Raptors room, like literally no pillows, just laying just on right the on the floor. Cause that was what, like I needed to be back at 2 AM. And right. I knew that like, if I go home, I'm not, and I touch bed, I'm not going to want to get up at like 1 AM to come back to work. Oh, yeah. So those stories are great, man. Like, yeah, like it sounds like a wild, not fun experience, but. I love my job and all that. And I got to nap on a Raptors carpet. So uh, yeah, I, I haven't even there. been in there and you've slept in there. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, getting back to the, getting back to the shoes. So right now, like I think in general, everyone's sneaker wearing is pretty closer to like the hype side of everything now. Yeah. Like, okay. Whereas back in the day you had like PJ Tucker and like DeMar would have nice shoes and then kind of everybody else would just be whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see as many boxes around and I don't, we don't see as many, like I'm going to call them charity boxes. Like I, I heard if you listen to like sexy beasts episode, he was talking about like ones that people like game warrants and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't see as many of those around the arena, around the places where I used to see them as much. I think it's more of a thing where people want to keep their shoes now because it's popular you know what i mean like right. people love sneakers so i'm not gonna just wear a kobe nine twice and then just sign it and go like they'd rather just keep you know what i mean so yeah i would say that currently there's not every everyone has good shoes currently every single one of them i love seeing like scotty barnes coming in like scotty barnes seems to like have that love and have that joyfulness that young excitement for everything you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like he's got that little bounce in his step whenever you see him so i'm excited about i'm excited about him and i'd say his collection will be good in the future i think as he probably gets a little more a little bit more money signs the next contract i think his his collection will go good but in the total expansion of like what I've seen from beginning of Raptors to now, Damar's collection was the most exciting for me to look at and see. Yeah. He wouldn't even be the one that was picking what shoe he wore that day. Like, I don't, again, I shouldn't probably shouldn't say a name or whatever, but like the dude who picks that still works at MLSE. He's still a trainer for the Raptors. And he would literally just bring a pair out every day and just pop them in the Mars locker. Oh, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I would have assumed that he picks his shoe and he wants to pick it based on like, I don't know, like whatever event is going on in his, in his life or whatever you know what i mean like if it was a, a like a, a blm or something like that or whatever then he would pick that or yeah whatever I, the case is right I but you're saying the somebody equipment, the equipment manager would be responsible 
to follow up a lift from either their sponsorship, their brand deals, or what the athlete has suggested. There's many different things. So Yeah, so we don't, uh, I mean, I don't want to say we don't have equipment managers because there are equipment people and the trainers also focus on the equipment as well so this dude you're 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 right like this dude would be classified as like a trainer slash equipment manager whatever that you're right you're 100 right call oh so uh, yeah well that was interesting i never knew that because he must know what's in his collection to be like okay so there's so this is where i was gonna go there is like storage rooms off of the locker or off of the locker room and the dressing room area which is where I assuming, because I've actually never been in there, but from what I've heard, that's where like the stack, where Damar's stack would be in. Like he would bring in however many he would bring in and they would just leave them in there. Oh, uh, and yeah, and I'm sure there were times where this dude would, I almost said his name right there, where this dude would put a pair in the locker and Damar would be like, nah, I'm not feeling that one. Let's right. uh, go grab me something else. But the, I just thought it was super cool that the majority of them, he was not picking himself. It just wasn't, I, I think the thought process is more for him and I shouldn't assume this or anything, but like they're all, it's a Kobe. They're all killers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, oh yeah, for sure. He's got PDs, all wild, he's so. got IDs, he's got like whatever you can imagine. But no, that's awesome. I never, I never knew it was like that. I just assumed, you know, like you always see the, I guess the video of them like coming into the tunnel, they're wearing a pair of shoes, they're holding a pair of shoes and like they have picked that from their own collection. They brought oh. in. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of players do that, right? But I'm an idiot. So, yo, so the pictures, those tunnel pictures that you're seeing, they're literally walking into the back door. You, like behind them, you see two elevators. And then mm-hmm. what you don't see is them about to walk into the door that like I go into as well. Okay. Like, uh, sorry, I couldn't. I, my brain doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, and I started to talk about food. I mean, they have, they do. We feed them. I'll just. Can I roll into the food? Is yeah, that, of course. Uh, no, like, yeah. Let's talk about the food because you're the chef there. You're executive chef. I'm sure you have. You make a lot of decisions in terms of like the food and stuff. But you know, what are like? Tell us what goes on in terms of SB, uh, like at the SB in terms of just food during a typical Raptors game day yeah, for players. Yeah, let's say for I, players first. I actually yeah, like so, I mean, I can Raptors. Come- I can cover all of it. Raptors is going to be the most important uh, or the exciting thing for you guys, I'm sure. So we have a team of four people that are work at SBA that are dedicated to the team's meals. So that's both Raptors and Leafs. I'm, I specifically say SBA because OVO training facility has their own chef team over there. Chef team, the head chef over there is a dude named Jamar. He's great but I don't want to make it seem like we do every single thing. Like some of their practices, uh, majority of their breakfasts currently for this year were done at OVO. So I can tell you that now we're back to doing them at our side. So there's much I can, I can speak to it a little more. Uh, so the day starts realistically, our chefs come in about six o'clock because we need to make sure at eight o'clock when most of the Raptors start to roll in that their food is ready to go breakfast and lunch is pretty much like the same thing every day essentially like it's it's more of a you can have this egg we'll have somebody down there standing there that'll make omelets to order for you otherwise you want scrambles you want over easy tell me tell me what kind of eggs i can feed you and we will make them on the spot for you there obviously eggs are a super fast protein burn for you so if they're heading up for practice and don't want to eat super heavy and want to make sure they have energy for that practice your body's going to quickly burn them through so you're going to get a little more energy i'm sure Collie can speak more to that as a, a 
fitness guru. Uh, <laughs> well, for me, actually, eggs upset my uh, digestive tract. So, oh, fuck, I got, I got fucked up. So don't yeah, eat eggs. If you're, a reg- if you're regularly a normal person, then you, they're great for you. I'm just unlucky. Yeah. So uh, I actually we also, love eggs. I I love eggs, man. I fucking I fuck up an egg for show. Anyway, so we also, uh, of course, proteins. Uh, I don't want to say they eat unhealthy, but there's not as much care to stay eating light and healthy. Like they'll fuck up bacon. They'll fuck. You know what I mean? They'll yeah. absolutely annihilate that stuff. We put oatmeal out. Doesn't really. Mm-hmm. It's not super popular. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I would say if if I could, it, or if they could eat anything they wanted, I think they would literally eat like chicken wings and chicken nuggets and stuff before games. That like would blow my mind. That is like <laughs> I'd be like, dude, there's no chance I could do that. The one crazy thing. So like, this is the fun, the funniest thing to me about the Raptors meals, and not even the Raptors meals, just like all NBA teams. Because we will feed, I'll feed the Raptors. We'll feed the, uh, we'll be, we already have orders for uh, pregame and postgame for the Sixers when they're here on Wednesday and Saturday. We look after all of that. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, we'll, I respect them enough that we'll give them good food, but I want them at their best when we beat them. So peanut butter and jam sandwiches, dudes. I can't even tell you right now, like the absurdity of how many peanut butter and jam sandwiches we make every day for these locker rooms and it's not even like make 40 peanut butter and jam sandwiches it's like i want eight peanut butter and grape jam i want four with peanut butter double strawberry jam (laughs) i need 11 with almond butter and marshmallow whip and cherry jam like dude it's the most ludicrous like and they're all just peanut butter and jam dude yeah (laughs) No, but this is this jam. is the Raptors, or this is visit the every team, well, like, dude. Nut butters are amazing. Team, <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> <Almond> butter, <laughs> don't I love peanut butter, butter and jam? I, and yeah. I crush probably at least Cashew a few butter. peanut butter and jams every week. Yeah, for sure. But just the absurdity with how much variety of peanut butter and jam sandwiches are needed every day—it's crazy. Like our peanut and, butter comes in a sixteen-liter bucket. Of course it does. And you have like every kind of gem that's imaginable it's of crazy. every fruit fruit. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's unreal. The amount of peanut butter and jam we go through at this place. But post-game meals, they're they like protein, man. They like good food. I like we do a lot of steak afterwards. We do a lot of chicken. We do a lot of fish. We do it buffet style too. So they can literally okay. pick up as much as they want. We load up those buffets realistically i would say post game they load up their takeout containers and head home to kind of chill out and then eat at home i don't think too many of them are eating right after the game what what if they have to travel what if they have to travel like what if they're they've just played the game and they gotta go to another city like so same thing then they're literally we would still feed them they would pack it up into takeout containers load it up go on the plane and start eating on the plane oh okay yeah and and then Sorry, I was just going to ask about like, what about people that have like special requests? Like, I know you put buffet style, but is there any, oh, there's, there's always going to be something. So here's what I'll say. Most of the chefs at MLSE have learned that when people ask for things, there's, you don't say no. Uh, I might not know how I'm going to figure out to do it right away, but I'm going to figure out and get it. So they might ask for something that I don't have right away. We're going to make it. We're going to, we're going to do whatever we need to, to do, get it. 
dude, I've had I've had as weird of things as like when players are not playing that night. Like they'll order food from the restaurants at like five forty five, six o'clock, and then we'll have like a ball boy run down to the restaurant and pick it up, and we're like run it back to them because they wow. wanted like chicken parm or some shit like that that like they couldn't get anywhere else and they don't want to leave the arena you know what i mean right. like we'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll do anything i will make them anything that they want the so the leafs have a nutritionist to make sure their diet is kind of like in line and they're not eating all the horrible shit that they actually probably want to eat uh <laughs> the raptors do not have one at least that forces us to stay in a super healthy line lane so obviously we do keep it healthy for them. You know what I mean? Like trying not to use trans, like trying to keep trans fats out as much as we can using sustainably harvested uh, seafood, using sustainably raised beef locally bought to make sure we're not putting any negative footprints on the, uh, on the world and uh, carbon carbon footprint like that. Most people are buying beef from Alberta. So if right away you're, you know, that if you're eating it, you, took some part in making the world a, a worse place with carbon. <laughs> yeah. uh, but guess what? Every single thing you eat is going to do that. So don't mm-hmm. feel too bad about it. We just do our best to try and make sure we're, we're focusing and able to tell that story that we do a, we do care about you. We do care mm-hmm. about the environment. We do care about food in general, not just how uh, it's served, but how it was raised and how it was harvested. And we do obviously use that with the Raptors as well to make sure that they're uh, they're not eating junk food and, and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> what do they do I'm anyways? Not, I'm not gonna lie. If the, if the one thing you remember from this is that we make just an absurd amount of peanut butter and jam sandwiches, I'm gonna feel good about it. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what we're here. But what I mean, along those same lines, what is one of the strangest? And I and I feel like peanut butter and jam sandwiches is strange. Well, request, it's not strange at all. Not strange. I mean, obviously, now, now that I'm hearing your stories, it's not strange. So but what say, is one of those? I would say the strangest request ever was, and I feel like I've talked about this story somewhere. I don't think it was John's, but should I name it? Should I say a name? Am I? Am I name? What a player player? name? Oh, I know you. I if think you're, you if you're allowed to. How many? Let, answer me this. How many Raptors listen to this podcast? How many players? Zero. All of them? None that I know of. <laughs> I've I've heard all of them listen to it. So I just oh, want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they're all friends of the pods. But, uh, okay, so this is. I mean, this isn't like a make fun story anyway. It's just a funny story. So if I said if I said Reggie, would you know who I'm talking about? Yes. And there's only one that I know of that played okay. on the Raptors. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. And, I, and then I, I'll feel like I didn't necessarily tell anybody's identity. I, I didn't ruin uh, witness protection. Uh, <laughs> so when's Thanksgiving? For Canadians? Either one. It's in the fall? Perfect. So yeah. when you get a call in February for a Thanksgiving dinner uh, <laughs> that your family wants made for like eight people in two days, where do you go to get a turkey? Uh, I would go to the grocery store personally. Yeah, you think uh, does your grocery fall? store have turkeys twenty four seven all year? No, um, but they're frozen. Usually they're year? frozen. I feel like I see them there. I, I, I can't, think you know, you're. I think you're mistaken. Maybe I'm mistaken. Sir. Maybe I'm mistaken. I think you're yeah. mistaken, sir. I could be. I could be. Uh, I think, so I that was so. that was a mission. That was a mission to. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Then we got. Luckily, one of our 
butchery vendors uh, was able to source one for us. But yeah, February Thanksgiving dinner. In two all days. the fixins. Yeah, dude, all of it. Like, all, yeah. okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> I can just picture your call with your butcher guy. Hey, so I need a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Like a How's your what's your bird scenario like right now? <laughs> Plenty of chickens. Hmm. What about the big chickens? <laughs> uh, so that's probably the weirdest one. I think I've also had lots of good experiences too. <laughs> I got to cook at Corey Joseph's house while he was oh, proposing dope. to his girlfriend. Outstanding house, obviously. Cool experience. Does he remember you for that? Like, absolutely not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He tipped me quite well, though. Like, real good. I would real also, good. yeah. To the point where, like, I took some of it and I gave some of it to my boss because he picked me to do it. And I was like, just in case anybody ever needs this again, pick me because right. you'll get you'll get money out of it too. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was great, man. I did like a five course dinner for them they ate it was so weird they had like super big mansion outstanding like lots of marble you know what i mean like yeah and then they had a card table set up outside on the patio that i was serving them on like it was it was so weird like you're you have a just a dirty million dollar house and like a broken ass card table that you're eating dinner on (laughs) but that just goes to show like he's he's not about he's not like that you know what i mean you don't need to be that fancy pants nonsense that I was making for him anyway. So no, that's a cool experience for uh, sure. Yeah. And then uh, obviously we do lots of parties. So every year there's a Thanksgiving party that Larry Tenenbaum, obviously MLSE owner, CEO, uh, mm-hmm. not CEO, just owner. But uh, during yeah. Thanksgiving, not in yeah, February. Real Thanksgiving. <laughs> real Thanksgiving. Real Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, so, but like actually Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, like, I re- usually don't get to go to my own Thanksgiving because of this. Right. Abundance uh, of turkeys, though, right? He does uh, a party for either either one party that is like the Leafs and the Raptors and their families and teams, and it's like literally like 250, 300 people, or one day is one of their parties, the second day is the other party. So, like, those are some of the fun events that we cook at because I get to see like you see the Raptors hanging out and all of that in their kind of like outside of their element, but still in their group of friends. And almost every time they kind of like just disappear from the party. And then they're on in like the indoor basketball court, just playing ball <laughs> in like suits. Yeah. Awesome. Like I love it. Yeah. No, it must be, it must be amazing to, to experience things like that because you're right. Like we see them, you know, nightly, um, you know, just, you know, on the court and playing basketball, but you never, you know, it's, it's very rare for at least somebody like me, who doesn't work for MOZ to see them outside of their element, like at a party or with, you know, hanging out with each other, or just kind of like not playing basketball. But you're saying that even in those even situations, when, they're yeah. still playing basketball. They're still, still, ball. they're still balling, yeah. man. They're yeah. still balling. It's in the blood, man. It's that's, the why blood. Yeah. that's why they're in the NBA and that's... we're fucking, I'm making peanut butter and jam sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, I mean, aside from all the food, all the cooking, you know, like you obviously have an awesome time, you know, and you love your job. But just, you know, what was it like? And because I know how it was like for me, and I, and I've heard how it was like for Trev. But what was your recollection of that championship run? Because I'm sure, out of all the years that you worked for, you know, that had to have been like the highlight of you know just being a Raptors fan, right? <sighs> <laughs> 
as and and I know the listeners can't hear this, but he casually went off camera and just put on an actual Raptors championship ring, which every time I see it, I'm like, man. I mean, we have the replica, Jeez. and we get the we get. The, I see it in my display case, but this is like the actual real deal championship ring. Man, that thing is incredible with his last name on it. Yeah, so um, <laughs> fucking outstanding, man. So I, I I actually got tickets to game five and my wife and I went. And it's funny because had had we won, I would have had to cha- get changed and go back to work to do a post-game victory party for the Raptors. If you recall, we lost that game by one. It was like 102, 101, or 106. Lowry, I think Lowry shot hit like the side of the backboard or something. Uh, he got yeah, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. Oh, he got blocked. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he got a finger and that's why it hit the side of the backboard. Right. Tough, man. What, but oh, here's man. the thing. I wouldn't have got to do and enjoy the night like I did <laughs> when we win on the offense. So, like, I understand everyone in the in the in, in Toronto – I'm probably the only person or maybe like a very low minority of people who would prefer us winning on the road. But because it was on the road, game six, uh, my son, like I got a, I got a plus one with Christian to the, the Jeff Staple MGD release party. Trev obviously there. Rich was there. I'm assuming you were Rich's plus one. That's yes, correct. correct. Yeah, that's correct. correct. Uh, so outstanding night, man. Like I remember I, so I don't, I'm not a big drinker. I, I don't, <laughs> I can tell you in the past five, si- since nine, nine, 17, I've drank twice. So once at my wedding where I got absolutely just fucking polluted, uh, and then championship night, which might've been even worse. So <laughs> I remember that I was probably six or seven beers deep at halftime because they were free. So yeah just keep giving them to me. You know what I mean? And I got to the point where I was like, as someone who doesn't really drink, I was like, I'm pretty fucked up right now. And we might not win this game. Like this is not, it's not clear right now. And if I have to go home after this and I'm fucked up and I have to work tomorrow morning, I'm not going to be happy. So I should just chill out a bit and let's, let's let this night progress a little bit slower. So get into the third and, we're playing good. We're playing okay. Like they're a little bit ahead of us, but we, they can't pull away, get to the fourth and momentum switch happens. And like, you can just watch the game knowing that like, I'm going to say around the six, seven minute mark, you know, like, okay, you can feel the way this game's going to end. The momentum's there. Golden state looks bad. Like they don't even look good anymore. Mm -hmm. So now I'm back at the bar just grabbing beers. So now I'm like, exactly. I'm just, I'm pretty sure I had one in each hand. And then by the time the game was ending, I was making sure that I had one in hand so that I could have my camera out in the other and record myself just being an absolute idiot screaming, going fucking bananas. I think I literally was just shouting at random people. I am an NBA champion. I am a fucking NBA champion. Lawrence was there. Quince, like Mr. Q-Mark. Alvin, Alvin Quincy was there. Who the fuck else was there? Who else was there, was there in our in that picture with Jeff Staple that we did? Like now, I need to like. So myself, Rich, you were there. Yeah, uh, Christian was there. 
uh there was someone else there's one or two other people there i, I while you're looking at that picture up I, I have to tell this story because this that was the funniest picture so we got there richard rich was kind of he was saying hi to christian and all those guys and i'd seen a couple a couple other people i knew from Foot locker or whatever and <laughs> christian taps me on the shoulder he's like yo trev come jump in this picture so I turn around, jump in the picture. And if you're looking at the picture right now, I probably look very confused as to what's going on because I was, I just, Christian was like, Hey, turn around, take a picture with us. I had no idea who we took the picture with. After Jeff left, I was like, who the fuck did we just take a picture with? Yep. Yeah. See how I'm kind of in the back there. Just like who, 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 who is this person we're taking a picture with? Yeah. I had no idea we were taking a picture with Jeff. Steve. I was annihilated, bro. <laughs> I was absolutely crashed at this time. Like you can, I'm, I'll send you this picture so you can, show whoever you want but i'm just absolutely fucked up so i'm gonna say i got to like 12 or 13 beers by the end of the game we start celebrating i'm hugging trevor i'm hugging rich we're absolutely fucked up like bottles uh, cans tall cans pints what are we talking about? so it was they were mgd bottles and they were putting them okay. into light up koozies that lit up the inside <laughs> of the bottle so it, i have one of those rich gave me one yeah, so I, exactly so I was like, yeah, just 12 bottles, 12 regular bottles. But again, I don't really drink, right? So like to, to a normal human, to that's pro- they're probably like just well, okay. That's still a I lot don't to really know, but I'm fucking out of this world. So half the people are like, yo, let's go. To, we're going to Toronto. Let's go to Dundas Square. And I'm like, I'm not. There's no chance I'm going to Dundas Square. I'm going to OD. I'm going to meet up with like Tetra and a few other people over at OD and all good. So we get dropped off like on McCall and I head over to, to Tetra and meet up with Godfrey and Shaheen and all that. And David Wu, fucking shout out David Wu. Absolutely love that dude. He gave me a, a t-shirt that night that was like Steph Curry's wedding photo, but instead of Steph Curry's head, it is Kawhi Leonard's face. Yeah. So it's like Steph Curry. It's like Kawhi Leonard marrying Aisha Curry. I remember seeing that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Outstanding. I still wear it. And like I get rough looks usually because i think enough people know who aisha curry is to to be like nah, yeah. wear that. but i still do anyway so we partied there at night i called a, a buddy of mine he came over with a backpack of beers like 24 more beers and we drank that whole backpack in like two hours and again oh this is when od has like the raptors mural the, the, yeah the mural on the wall like yeah. I, I feel like i'm partying with them obviously that's not the case but that's what i feel like so I'm enjoying myself, whatever, drinking, going crazy. And then ended up basically walking most of the way home because I didn't want to pay $140 for the Uber that <laughs> was asking to charge me. And then I was supposed to work at like seven in the morning. At 2 a.m., I called my boss, just absolutely fucked up. Just like, dude, where the fuck are you, bro? Get fucked up. We're champs. We're champs. Uh, needless to say, did not make it to work the next day. Didn't even set an alarm. Didn't try. Uh, I was fine with my decision, but absolutely one of the best nights of my life. I'm stoked that myself, Trevor, Rich, Christian, Alvin, Lawrence, like I, though I will never lose that feeling and that memory for as long and old as I am. This ring that I got here is yes. It's, it's a memory of like the Raptors, like fucking we did it. We won the championship. We did it. But it's also like, this was one of the best nights. It was a different in feeling because I've never been a part of somebody winning a championship like that or being so invested in something as a fan for 20 years Mm -hmm. waiting for success to come and you finally get it but also like 
who just had an absolute great time with everybody that night. And a lot of those people weren't necessarily great friends of mine beforehand, but I would consider them really great friends now. And part of that is because of that experience. You know what I mean? Like Trev, Trev probably couldn't tell you too much about me before that night, but I'm sure we spent fucking dozens of nights together and days together since then. And this is a big part of that story to me. And I love that. That's important to me. Yeah. And just as a, as to say this, Kellen's the first person I hugged when we won the championship. Yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my IG still has me just absolutely screaming at the top of my lungs at the phone, just like, fuck you. We I'm a fucking champ. I think I, I think I saw uh, the that video. Was, I that was two. kind of like the, the theme I did throughout the playoffs. So that year. So, and I'm going to, I might do it again this year. Cause I got a good feeling about us this year, but like I can walk down literally to the corner of the court pretty much at any point in time during the game. Like I can just do that. And that's literally where I stand to watch the game kind of right beside where the game camera is recorded you know what i mean so uh low event level in between like i walk out the bomb i'm just standing essentially at like row three and that's where i celebrate too so like i have videos of us beating like i was on the floor when Kawhi sunk the shot against over and beat and and fucking ben simmons like i was on the floor screaming then we get to milwaukee and i'm like i will never forget i posted that video and some dude was like keep that same energy in milwaukee and i was like i fucking will yeah we won and i remember saying it like in my video i don't know if i got it in the record but i'm like i'm keeping this energy (laughs) like calling back at him like we are going the fucking whole thing yeah but yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty much. Uh, it will always be a a top five memory for me. Let's say, obviously, I got Caden's birth and my sure, wedding, wedding and all that. Yeah, so yeah. Who knows what the other two are? But I mean, this is part of your this is part of your career too, right? Like you've built, like you said, you started off, you know, out of George Brown College uh, Culinary School, and then you know, getting a what did you call it? Internship? Not an internship, but a so externship. Externship, I mean, realistically, right? the exact same thing. I don't know right. what the difference. What's the difference? Okay, but anyways, I mean, from that all the way up to executive chef now, right? And then seeing your Raptors, cooking for them, you know, feeding these guys, being a part of all that, just, you know, behind the scenes, and then now solidifying it with that ring. How can it not be a top memory in your life just because it it, it, it envelops both your love for the Raptors, but also the passion for your job too, right? Which is amazing. Yeah. Dude, I mean, there's lots of fun stuff I get to do as well that like most people don't think about. So, mm-hmm. for example, like I could show you guys a video that we just recently did with the Raptors for their Rap City Social, which was it used to be called the Red Party and would be in person. Obviously, it would be a wild extravaganza, thousands of people, maybe just a thousand. I don't know. But like lots of high end appetizers, canapes, stuff we got to kind of show off and do good food at and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since COVID, the past couple of years, that's been a virtual thing. So we essentially make the food for them, send it in a package, it gets delivered to their house. And part of that is we make a little video to A, show them how to cook everything, but B, put a little character and liveliness into it. So I know a few people have seen it already. Like if you paid whatever exceptional fee it was to get a chair at that dinner, 
then you would have seen it as well. But I got to do a nice fun video with the Raptor where we're the, the kind of premise of it is amidst me showing us showing you how to finish and plate your dinner and cook it is me just being absolutely dog shit at everything in the Raptor showing me how it's supposed to be done. So, I mean, the video kind of starts with me like on the practice court and I'm like, Hey, welcome to the rap city social event presented by bell. I'm going to show you how to blah, 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 blah. And then I turn around and take a jump shot that absolutely misses. Like I'm not trying to get it in, you know what I mean? And it just bricks. And I turn around and I'm like nailed. You know what I mean? So like get to, get to do fun stuff like that, which is great. It brings a levity to the to the world, which uh, usually has a little more a little more stress than most jobs entail. So uh, it's fun, man. I love I love what I do. Yes, I've gone the gambit. I've I started as an apprentice, been lead cook, chef de partie, chef de cuisine, executive sous chef, now executive chef. I love what I do. I love the company. I love the building. We're pretty outstanding at retention of great people there i I don't i I mean i'm not i have no idea what other companies are like but our great people seem to stay for a long time which is awesome and it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like work you know what i mean like yeah my day my shortest days are days like let's say there's no event tomorrow and i go work nine to five so like that's a regular human's day Mm-hmm. And that's that's the shortest day I will really see. Uh, the regular days for me are the kind of 930 to 1030, 9 to 10, 9 to 11, 12 to 14 hours are pretty much the regular. But again, does it feel like 12 hours? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I, I walk in, I change my shoes, I put on those Kith Burks that I mentioned. I make sure my Kicks We Trust hat is on day. <laughs> I guarantee you, I promise you, promise you, nobody has worn this hat more than me. I guarantee (laughs) Every time I see you, you're wearing it. I guarantee it. I wear this all day at work. I'm sweating in the kitchen wearing a toque because I like it. I don't know what to tell you. I appreciate appreciate it. I don't take it off. And I'm there from 10 until realistically, in a perfect world, I'll try and get out just before the game ends to avoid traffic getting out, but that doesn't always happen. And it is what it is, man. It is what it is. The worst part's the drive. I'll tell you that. Yeah, which is, I mean, yeah, and it all—it's—it's it's part of it, right? You could take the go train if you want to, but you know, I can imagine. You know, I live in Edmonton it's too. It's basically uh, like, yeah, okay. So gas prices now are a little more out of this world, but realistically, I'm paying the same thing to get on the train as I am to drive the car. So why would I not just? drive the car and have to sit next to some dude who smells or something. Yeah. Or have to worry about catching that train too, because if you miss yeah. it, then you got to wait another. I'm on, I'm on my old schedule. Man. Boy, we can, we can talk about the perils of the go train on another episode, but I, I asked a question to, yeah, uh, to Kai when he was on it. And I, and I feel, I feel like I should ask you this question too, is that. I love you know, Kai, man. Me too. He's a great guy. So insightful the other too. day, man. He he went to the game, and I, uh, like I said, we've been super dealing with uh, with sicknesses recently that I couldn't even I couldn't even get to see him, which which sucks. And again, like if if I I'll say this now, this wasn't a question or anything like that, so I'm sorry to go off kilter like this. I'm I'm fucking going rogue here. I love having the homies there. So if you are a homie of mine and you have tickets to a game, let me know, man. I would absolutely love to show you some of the stuff we do and show you what i'm proud of if we've never met before 
you can still message me. There's a chance that I'll bring you some tasty foods. No promises. But if I'm, if you're good friends with me, like Trevor's dad, then I'll try to get to a, a rezzo if I can. Yeah. Uh, you got to be as good a friend as Trevor's dad because it works out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I can vouch for, I can, I can vouch for that. And Trev, I'm sure Trev can vouch for that too. We, we also went to a game, Trev and I went to a game together where you helped us out and got us a reservation at Scotia club. But yeah, no, like I'm just, every time I've been there that, you know, you've, you know, just done your magic kind of thing. And I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that night so much more than, you know, than anything else, like the food more so than the game, like the game has always just been a bonus. And like, I love when you come out with that same energy, like you were talking about being there for 14 hours. And, you know, I, the game that I was at recently, the last game of the season, you know, I messaged you like the day of, and I'm like, listen, I, I know you probably can't get a reservation of Scotia club, but you even still said like, if I could, do you still want the reservation? Like you, you go above and beyond and I love that about you. And even when I said, you know what, don't worry about it. Like, even if I could just see you, like that would be dope. Like just come say hi or whatever. And, and you did that. Like, it's amazing. And you are still the same energetic, vibrant Kellen as I would see you on just any regular day that you're not working. And we, we were, were just, and yeah, when you were bowling, like, and you've just worked, you know, 12 hours, which is insane, but yeah, no, like, I love that about you and I love that you take care of your homies and just, I'm sure you take care of all the other fans too. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's honestly, it's, I'm super proud of what we do. You know what I mean? I think there are very few places in the world that do food service like we do. We're not like a regular restaurant. We're realistically doing, let's say 300 covers in two hours, which is just an absurd amount of food yeah. served in that time, especially a la carte. Any arena in North America outside of ours has a contract with actually, sorry, rephrase Vancouver Canucks also do their own. But other than that, every arena has a contract with like Aramark Foods or like High, High Point Foods or some catering company that looks after everything. So like the, if you go to Rogers Center or Skydome or whatever you remember it as and you're getting food there. That food is realistically the same food that you're getting at any stadium around North America. So there, we're the only people that are doing a la carte service. There might be restaurants in other arenas, but they're buffets. We're the only people that you can come in and literally order off a menu, get whatever you want, course meals, however it is in a short amount of time. And we focus heavily on quality. Like I will happily if i'm trying to get a piece of chicken like let's i'm just using chicken as an example and someone's like man i can get you the chip and chicken super cheap it's like a dollar a chicken you can make so much money and some other dude is like i've got the best chicken in the world it's 13 dollars a chicken but it's fucking incredible mm -hmm. like i want that 13 dollar chicken you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what I have to pay for it. I'm going to figure out the cost to make sure I make money back on it. And I'm going to make sure we're serving literally the best food possible. Like I mentioned it briefly uh, with our beef program. We have a partnership with Ontario corn fed beef. I know I've been to the farm where we get our cattle from up in Alliston, Ontario. I've been to the abattoir and I've watched the process as cattle go through. Essentially, Cattle get killed and brought in on a Thursday. Sorry, this is a I'm, censor me if you need to, people. We'll plug your ears. Sorry if you don't like hearing this shit. But essentially, much like a human body, it takes a while to 
cool down body temperature from like 98.6 degrees to whatever a dead carcass would be. Same with cattle. So it takes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to be able to see the fat in a steak, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So Monday morning is when the provincial grader goes through that whenever you go and buy beef or any protein really, and you see it says like Ontario approved on beef, you'll see it's a triple A prime double A. We kind of go at the exact same time on Monday mornings and walk right behind that grader. And when he picks something really, so he'll walk by and be like, uh, double A, triple A, triple A, prime like i'm taking all of those all of those are mine because i know that's the best i'm literally taking the best meat almost every restaurant in the city in the world are going to call up butcher shop call up woodward meats call up levoy row and say hey i need steaks send me these steaks and whatever they get they're going to use and that's just the way it works but i know i've picked the literal best stuff available that day for the province so nobody else can have that that's so amazing. I know I've got the best. That's amazing. The rest of the stuff is what's going to go to the Levoy Rose, the butcher shops and all that, that other people are going to buy. So I know mm-hmm. I've already bought the best stuff there is. So you're literally getting the best meat. Now, second step of that is we do our own dry aging in house. So again, I take full ownership of the product. We make sure it's aged the right way. Tastes delicious is an experience for the guest because The major thing with us that's different from other restaurants is not one single person is coming to us for the restaurant. Every single person we feed is coming to the game and they're just eating with us because it's easier and closer and we're tasty. So I got to be outstanding. I have to be absolutely outstanding because I could literally ruin somebody's night that they didn't even come to me as a reason to celebrate. You know what I mean? Like they're here for for Fred Van Vliet to get 35, 12 and six. And they're going to be angry as shit if I ruin their night beforehand because they ordered a mid rare steak and it took too long and it was mid well when it got to them. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot more pressure on us than a regular restaurant because I'm not the reason they're there. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. It's, it's yeah. funny when we, when you told us that when I was there with my dad and I was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, cause I, you're, you're right. We're coming to the restaurant. We want to eat and all that kind of stuff, but we're not there for the food. We're there for the game. Right. Can you, you think about that with any arena, right? You go to, you go and you might have a slice of pizza or a hot dog or popcorn or whatever. And how many times, and not specifically with you guys, but you know, how many times you go to the Rogers Center and you get a crappy piece of pizza? How many times do you go to Wonderland and have a crappy hot I mean, dog? Sell, I'm not going to lie, man. We sell crappy pizza in the States too. We got a, we got a partnership with pizzas. So we got, we sell the crap too, man. I'm not like, and by crap, I don't mean it's terrible. I just mean, I know it, when people think of arena foods, you think of pizza, hot dogs, popcorn, beer, pretzels. Yeah. I mean, we do all of that as well, too. Mm -hmm. I I do sell all of that. And I care about that, too. You know what I mean? Like, we serve Nathan's hot dogs, best hot dogs in the world as well. Ah, Hold on. Settle down, (laughs) Kellen. Best globally (laughs) marketed hot dogs. So, like, we sell an absolute shit ton of hot dogs. There's not a way that I can just go to a butcher shop and be like, uh, like Jim's butcher shop and be like, hey, man, I need 16,000 hot dogs for the (laughs) month. So of the people that can mass produce hot dogs, we have the best hot dogs in the world. Um, and trust trust the glizzy god over the here. Glizzy, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Kellen knows a hot dog. Yeah, uh, Kellen knows a hot dog. But you're right, though, about like, because people don't go to the game for, for food. 
like a lot of times it's it's or it's, it's not the main thing they're going there for that right they're, they're interested it, in the game it, and you know it the, might be high on their priority list while there but it's not the top of the list right yeah we do what we can i think we do a really good job i pay attention to like the kind of media this the media's social media if you get what I mean, like the darren Ravels and all that because he's actually specifically talks about different arenas foods and stuff like that and he's always spoken quite highly about ours so feel good about that not that i even know if he knows what he's talking about but i'd still rather be on the good side of somebody's praise than the downside of their uh, slander so yeah. No, for sure. And you know what, like, I've had nothing but great experiences in terms of just food. And, and this is not just, you know, the pizzas and the, and the hot dogs and the popcorn, whatever, but just the concession stands in general, like we have so much variety at the uh, SBA that, you know, I've been to other arenas before. And I'm just like, you know, we have top notch food, even if you're not eating at the restaurant. So, you know, like, Oh, yeah, man, like, uh, so if I can't get your reservation, most of the clubs are members clubs. So I have to make sure that the members are offered that opportunity first. Mm-hmm. And if there's room afterwards, yes, I will absolutely try and get you guys in. But that doesn't mean that that's the end all of the chance for tasty foods. Because like I said, we're, we are scratch cooking as much as we can be, even in the, the concession stands. I cannot speak highly enough of the menu that our quick service chef Joe Drebbit has put together like the jerk tots, bro. I've heard I'm people talk about everybody these jerk right tots. now. Yeah. If you are going to SBA, find one of the food junctions. There's two on event level. There's one on the on third level, and get the jerk tots. Say Chef Kellen sent you. <laughs> it will get you nothing off. You'll get zero <laughs> discount, but you will get <laughs> fork to eat with. <laughs> I had a guaranteed good snack. I remember one time, or you guys used to have, I don't think you have it anymore. It was a Jamaican patty shawarma. Or, yeah. I remember looking at that. And I was, cause I, I, I didn't get a chance to eat before I went to the game. So I was looking around for food and I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. Do yeah. We, we, so there's a lot of like, we, we live in that realm where we can kind of be a little weird and a little outside the box because the sports fan, it kind of likes, you know what I mean, is, is slightly in that same realm. But if you go too far out of it, we get nothing. So, like, we've served, like, sandwiches where we called, like, I think we called it, like, the hogger. And it was, like, a pound of pork in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, just an yeah. absolute Goliath thing that we didn't sell. Like, it, it may be two or three a game, but it was not worth our time to actually have it on there. But then we've done, like, absolutely delicious things that blow my mind. Like, we did a spring roll taco. So literally like a taco that the filling was like a deep fried spring roll inside of it with like some slaw on top. Dude, one of the best things we've ever served there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we did these things called, so at the hot dog stand one year, way at the beginning, we did these, what we called doggitos. So they were like taquitos, like little small taquitos with mini uh sausages in it like mini hot dogs how amazing little dog eatos like melted cheese refried beans dude unreal like unreal and it's one of like i would never think to be like i put a hot dog in a taco sure yeah yeah. why not man no i I love the creativity of something (laughs) (laughs) and you and you shared a lot of it uh on your instagram stories about just some of the new vendors that were at the sba i think was the, this year yeah, beginning awesome, this year, and awesome it's awesome this year and i love uh, that we have that like i love that we have the variety 
I love that we have yeah these like local local spots too that are coming in and so, and just um, serving great food at the at, at the games. So that was that was brought in basically as a way. So during COVID, we got I got very lucky. I was able to work the entire time through. I know a lot of people didn't have that luxury and didn't have that chance. But we were able to find ways to kind of make things happen. So I know I spoke about it before on John's podcast with the food recovery program. That was one of those things that we were able to do that kept us working and all of that. Obviously, COVID was not great to a lot of local restaurants. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who didn't get to either work at all or had their restaurants close or changed their jobs altogether. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. rest, when restaurants weren't able to open, a lot of people weren't able to work. So that was our thought process was like, how can we help some of our friends that around the city didn't get as fair shake as we were able to have during that time? I'll specifically speak to Cherry Street Barbecue on this. Their owner, Lawrence, is one of the top wonderful humans in the world. Like I absolutely love this dude. And he's had one of those such unfair shakes that like continually, if you guys don't know where Cherry Street is, Cherry Street Barbecue, he's literally at the very south end of Cherry Street, right? Just like south of the Gardener. I've been there before, uh, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, and it's now construction central. So like he, there's literally nowhere for a human to park anywhere around him to even come enjoy his restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and that shit's not, you know what I mean? He didn't ask for that, obviously. And if there's a way that we can help make sure that he can stay open until that construction's done, you know what I mean? Until people can get back there, until the restaurant can be successful again, then that's something I absolutely want to be a part of. So I would say 95% of the people we brought in were for that reason. And then others we brought in for other reasons you know what i mean i don't i won't go into it or anything like that but i think everybody we brought in works really well for the venue that we have so i mean cherry street barbecue porchetta and co we've had freshie in there freshie's not my favorite cup of tea obviously i'm, I'm not a thin man i'm not a workout guru <laughs> like collie but uh it's good to have something healthy from outside there available as well leela's is absolutely delicious leela's uh Rotis and butter chicken jerk doubles. We can trust Facey. Uh, you guys haven't they had have those, those in there. Guys, yeah, yeah, that's dude. like my go-to place for for doubles and roti. So it's by the by gate five on event level. I can't. I mean, <laughs> the way my brain works, I'm like, oh, it's stand ten, man. You don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I have no um, idea. But it's the same stand that has the uh, that shares sweet tooth with the soft serve ice cream. Also, something you guys should definitely try if you're there. Uh, I'm going to say 99% of the ice soft serve ice cream you've had in your life uh, is oil-based. This is all dairy. It's honestly one of the recipes I'm most proud of creating because it's fucking delicious. <laughs> uh, and everyone should try it at least once in their life. Other than that, man, like that's uh, I'm, ha- I'm happy that we were able to get those people in the, in the arena. And I feel like, if we've helped them get even a, a couple extra percentages in their pocket or get some extra eyes on their product, mm-hmm. uh, then I feel like we did something. No, for sure. And, and I think that's what, you know, you during the pandemic and even now that we're, I guess, sort of getting back to normal, 
um, you guys, you know, spend a lot of time giving back, you know, with your food recovery program. And now, you know, just bringing in local restaurants and that sort of thing into the arena. I think that's amazing that you guys have done that. And it, it's opened a lot of um, eyes to just new food, right? New arena food. Like it's not just hot dogs and, and popcorn, even if you like that stuff. Sure. Like Nathan's hot dogs, great. But like, yeah, you can get a double now. You can get, you know, a, a lobster mac and cheese. You can get a doggito or whatever it is, you know, like you're talking about, like all this other different stuff. And I think, you know, it just opens the eyes to like different options for food, which is amazing. And, and I'm glad that, you know, you're proud to say that you're behind a lot of that, which is amazing. But I, you know, and, and sorry, getting back to the, what I was going to ask you uh, <laughs> with, with Kai, like the question I asked Kai, and I want to hear your perspective too, because, you know, you're a huge Raptors guy too, but championship roster aside, what would you say is your fave era uh, Raptors squad or one that you thought would have won the chip? Yeah. Okay. So good thing you say aside from championship squad, because that is for sure the year that will stick in my heart the most for mm-hmm. sure. A tough question. I'm going to say, it, and, and it's very different. It, it's very similar, but I think the year, the, the 2017, 2018 team with DeMar still on it yeah. is probably my favorite non-championship team. And the only thing I might put over that is this year's team, because I really like this year's team, man. Like I really... Mm. And I know a lot of the nucleus is the same as the championship team. So that might not be a fair answer either side of them technically, but watching OG mature into the player he is now seeing Freddie step up after Kyle's gone and take ownership of this team. Pascal Siakam has been an absolute lunatic this year on the floor. Like he's a top six player statistically i don't care what anyone says i'm like i'm not going to argue with anybody if you disagree that's perfectly fine i will never try to change anyone's opinion on anything in mind it's not worth my time but there are five guys who have done what he's done this season and the names on the list are like kd Doncic, lebron it's unreal yeah, top tier players obviously yeah it's unreal yeah. what he's doing and if he doesn't make second team second team all nba at least something's screwed Scotty Barnes, man. Scotty Barnes, you know the vibes. Yeah, Yeah, I know the vibes. vibes. I know the vibes Uh, for sure. I I think he's going to be somebody that we need to kind of slowly make sure he knows he's an important part of this team. Like, I I would feel terrible if three years from now he departs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think he can be an absolute monster on the court. And you saw it at Florida State. Like, he can just take control of a game whenever he wants, <laughs> like, whenever he wants, they're outstanding, man. They're, yeah. The team is great. I was, I a Bosch guy. I was a big Bosch guy until the departure. I took, I, I, I took that shit personally. Like I legit took that shit personally. I would have been a hundred percent fine if he had said I had a great time in Toronto, but I'm going to weigh my options and see what's out there and then sign with Miami. That's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. You do right. The fact that you came out and said you love Toronto and you want to be in Toronto and then immediately fucking side shuffled out the door. That's garbage to me. Like I, that I would, I took that first. I, (laughs) it was, yeah, no, I agree. I didn't like that at all. Obviously wasn't a big fan of the way Vince uh, ended his tenure as well, but you can't say Vince's tenure here wasn't life-changing for Canadian basketball. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing what we see now with Canadian talent because of Vince Carter. 
anybody who disagrees, please explain to me why you think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But those are the two guys, and Dame, obviously, Dame and Stoudemire was uh, kind of changed the game for small people in Toronto. Realistically, there were a lot of people who thought small players could succeed in the NBA, especially getting drafted where he got drafted and then winning rookie of the year. I especially loved when he took weed through this, uh, the metal detector in Tampa <laughs> at the airport. That was outstanding. That was, he was in Portland then, but still, yeah. top tier move. That's a legendary move. Um, Man, I just love the Raptors. I got to, I got to, yeah, I know. <laughs> for I sure. Get, uh, and, and I, I love, I have yeah. almost every bobblehead ever released. I even have the Chuck Swirsky bobblehead that, oh, like, no tops. way. Like, I've got, I've Ugly's got baby multiple jerseys. Yeah. I've got programs. I've got rings. I've got yeah. <laughs> uh, wine bottles, like specialty wine bottles that were, were made for the 25th anniversary. I've got, I've got everything, man. I've got as if I can now. I'm no Kai. Let's settle down here. I'm not Kai right. with uh, with his collection. I, but if it's somewhat Raptors relevant, it means something to me for sure. And I mean, yeah. you guys can't see. I'm sitting here wearing my OVO Christmas Day Raptors long sleeve from when was it? What was that? Was twenty? That was twenty twenty. Wasn't that 20, uh, yeah 2019. After we won the championship, that was our yeah. first ever home Christmas game. In 20, 25 years, right? So yeah, which is it was great. Much, I didn't get to celebrate Christmas with my family. We got so. smashed that game, so they'll never give us another Christmas game, even if we win a championship. I'm sure. <laughs> great for me. Great for me. <laughs> yeah, great for you. But no, I mean, going back to the whole like roster thing, I think you know you're right. I think that. What about whole... you? What's your answer there? What's yours? Well, I, I mentioned it in I mentioned it in um, in the episode we had with Kai was that that year that uh, Vince missed missed the shot like that team like I really thought we were going to win the chip and I liked your I liked your question after of like was that the right move or like that Kai asked or I don't know who generated that question yeah. but I think I sided with Kev on that like I think as a friend I'm I'm like I don't think you're gonna want to do this, bro. I think you're. Uh, if this is the one chance you get to kind of get yourself to the finals, how are you going to feel if you don't get there? And that's all, and you know, and that's all I meant by it is that like, I get it. Like I get the fact that it's important to him, all that other stuff, like personally, right. For him to go to his graduation for sure. Like I would, I would never want to take that away from somebody as well. But at the same time, this is also another monumental life moment for you. Right. So You'd have to weigh the options, and yeah, for sure, for, for I, anyone to say like you know you're not you're, you're not doing anything physical to get you out of that game, whatever it is, like mentally you still have to be there too. And you know what that, yeah, again, I, that's I, I'm, you. I'm with you, man. And I think like I'm not again. I'm not going to try and convince anybody anything. I'm going to say my piece, and if he's like, nah, man, it's important to me. I'm like, you do you, bro. Exactly. You do exactly. you, man. Tell me what you need. Need me to pack your bags? I got yeah, you. Peanut butter sandwich. I got you. <laughs> I don't think the majority of his life he was saying like, "Man, I can't wait to graduate university." I think he was like, "I can't wait to make the league. I can't wait to win a championship." Right. And right. and who knows, man? I'm never gonna ask him. He's not gonna he ask, like. <laughs> I'm not gonna see him. So yeah, I'm sure and he was. Even trying if to I do it. see him, I don't think I'll have the balls to ask him if he regrets that decision. No, but, so, no, like, no me neither. Me neither. But you're right. I mean, like, good. I think. He was trying to stand up for what he thought, what he believed yeah. in, which is fine. I get absolutely, all that too. Man. But uh, absolutely, you know, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm, we won't get into to, too much of that, but yeah, I'm glad. Did you answer on that what your favorite team was, Trev? 
I don't remember if I did. I don't think uh, you did. I don't think I did. 17-18, I think, was probably the favorite team for me as well. And I kind of had, like, that was the one year before the championship where I was like, this is our year. This did is the you, team. So, so were you mad when DeMar got traded for Kawhi? I had very mixed emotions about that. I so, did, dude, I, I was not happy at first. And I was not happy because I wasn't sure he was going to play. That's why. Yeah, that's the that only reason fine. why. Yeah, I said the same thing too. I said, you know what? We haven't seen him play. If he plays and he's back to the old quad, amazing. I love the trade. Yeah, it's great. 100%. You know, I'm a huge Demar yeah. fan too, and people yeah. kind of like uh, roast me about that. But I mean, I th- I think Demar was I mean, great, but he just you know we just never got <laughs> a lot of people. They say like they just say like oh Demar, uh, what do they call him? Demar DeFrozen in the playoffs or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> but anyway, the best mid range jump shooter in the game right now. Yeah, right now, yes, yeah. for sure. But you, you know what? Like both for for both of you guys to say like 2017, 2018 roster, and even to Kellen's point, like I almost lump like that, excluding the championship roster, but 2017 to even the team now. Very that, like our core is there. Yeah. Like Ananobi yeah. was there, right? Lowry, you have Fred. Siakam, Fred, right? Jonas was part of that too, who is beasting right now too. Like yeah, all these real. guys are a huge part of like that core that we still have almost, right? Norman Powell, right? Even he's good, um, man. And how Ibaka. we turned like we turned Powell into Gary Trent, yeah, just bananas, yeah, just bananas, yeah. And so, the fact that we got Powell for uh, Grievous Vasquez, yeah, the Grievous Vasquez <laughs> deal is like the the greatest cre- the start of a trade. Like, I, yeah, the, the tree. Oh, yeah, what was it? The, the yeah, whole the tree. tree, the tree yeah, the trade yeah, branch. Is, isn't the it? We traded Grievous Vasquez for, wasn't it like Marcus Banks or someone who we had for like half a season, which was irrelevant, but that we got a second round pick with that, who ended up Powell. being Norman Powell, who was just outstanding for us. And then we traded Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. Like, no, the, it's, it's worse than that. We got, because we got, I'm pretty sure we got OG's draft pick from that as well, too. Did we really? I think, I think we did. We did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Grievous Vasquez turned into OG and, and Norman Powell. Powell. Yep, you're right. And Grievous only played like 21 NBA games after that trade. <laughs> like it was something, like it was just a ridiculously swung in our favor for what we got for Grievous Vasquez at the yeah. time. But um, that's Masai for you, man. That's Masai for you. And you know what? I, I, I truly believe that... You know, all the stuff that's happening right now in terms of us finishing fifth, us picking Scotty Barnes, all that stuff is all a part of, and we'll look back at this too, like we did with the, with the Grievous Vasquez trade, is all the stuff that Messiah was thinking about, you know, two, three years ago, right? And just kind of, he's so ahead of his game, man. He's so yeah, crazy. Even in Denver though, like he had the game figured out in Denver and was creating that winning team out there before that we locked into him. I don't think he'll ever leave us, man. I honestly don't. I think that because Larry Tenenbaum, Larry Tenenbaum absolutely loves him and will allow him to not only be a part of the whatever Giants of Africa celebration movement, charity, basketball, uh, globally thing he wants to do, he will financially back it as well. Like he has that in his pocket forever, which we know is important to him. You know what I mean? Every summer he's, he's over there doing some type of fundraising basketball event and bringing over NBA players every time. And I mean, that's awesome too, because he's creating relationships with players that aren't on his team that who knows may might want to come sign with us one day. 
You never know. You never know. Honest. I'm not going to stop it from happening. You know what I mean? uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Kellen? It's been so awesome, man. Like, it's been a long time coming to have you on. Is this, this the longest uh, one you guys have done? Is this the yeah, it's probably going to be up be. there, yeah. But you know what? One of the one of the ones I was definitely looking forward to as well because I knew the just the type of person that you are in terms of storytelling and and you know just the energetic person that you are. Just been it's been awesome, man. Like you're just you're just all around amazing guy. I've, I'm happy to say I've been a part of you know those legendary hugs that you give. So <laughs> anybody that's around him knows what I'm talking oh. about. You know, Trev definitely knows after the championship. But you know, again, appreciate everything. Just everything, man. Just everything that you do. I well, I appreciate you guys. I love you all. Obviously, I love Rich and Juan too. And Kali, I, I don't know if you're still here or not. It's pretty dark over there. <laughs> like, uh, but yo, so one of the things I noticed where I, I I never mentioned this to you guys, but like, so I always listen to the podcast in my car while I drive. Yeah. I've got like an hour and ten minutes going to work, and like forty minutes coming home from work. So I got. Right almost two hours every day that I, I can listen to podcasts and all that. And I've never been a person that like calls into radio shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh man, fuck it. I gotta call it. But I listen to you guys and I literally feel like I'm talking like it's the radio and happening live. <laughs> and I so often just want to be like, I'm t- I'll talk to myself in the car. Like, ah, don't do this. This one you want. <laughs> and I wish I could just like call in and be like, ah, man, you know, first time, first time caller, long time listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually disagree with what you're saying. Here. Yeah. Uh, you should do this instead. Yeah. So if you guys ever get a radio show, just know that I will be calling in constantly to uh, disagree yeah. with everything. <laughs> no, and I appreciate, I appreciate the support. I know you're always listening. So. You know, there's times where we featured your this or that question. Like there was one time I you came to my house uh, to pick something up or drop something off or whatever, and you told me, "Oh, you're you're recording." Well, I have a this or that for you. You got to, you, I'm like, you, <laughs> you know, said, you were like, "Yeah, we're recording. We're doing a this or that." I'm like, "Oh, I got to think of one right now." <laughs> and then I just did. I'm like, "Would you rather uh, yeah. have your mom take extra shoes or yeah. wear them on the other foot for the rest of your life?" Yeah, something like that. that I was, love the creativity. It was yeah, fun. that was an interesting one. I was like, "Oh, I don't know what I don't know." Oh, I don't know. Would you rather yeah. your shoes only be visible to other people in 8-bit? So as if it was like a Nintendo <laughs> game and you wearing a shoe. So there's like very little detail on it. Or would you only be able to wear blue suede shoes? <laughs> Come on, Collie. Let's see if you're awake. Just, uh, he's picking the <laughs> Unfortunately... <laughs> I feel like he's going to pick the 8-bit. <laughs> I'm writing that one down for our next sister. That. I'll go 8-bit as well. Yeah. We need to discuss that at some point. But no, again, Kellen, man, it's been it's been a blast. Like Anytime I get a chance to just talk to you in general, it's it's amazing. But to have you for, for almost three hours now, it's just been, you know, incredible. So No, this was awesome, man. This is great. And I know Colleen mentioned it briefly about getting a barbecue set up, but that's because he doesn't know about Glizzle, Glizzle Mania uh, <laughs> that Kevin and I throw this summer. It's an all glizzy event. Only food served will be glizzies. Yeah. Different glizzies, a variety of glizzies. If you may, yeah. We'll have all beef glizzies. We'll have some chicken glizzies. Sure. Whatever we need. Plenty of glizzies. glizzies Lots of glizzies. topics. Here's the Lots deal. Lots of topics, yeah. You bring a topic. I don't care what you bring. Just bring a topping. If it can go on a glizzy, 
bring it. That's your invitation to the party. Glizzlemania 2022. It's happening. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) I'm excited for it, for sure. Uh, thanks for jumping on with us. I love the variety for the, these uh, these basketball episodes. You've got a different perspective on things. You're into sneakers, but I, I love the the background perspective you can give. And I love some of the stories that I've heard, like the the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like I feel like you mentioned to me that when you hire people, you like ask them or to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I, I, that was a, like a, a one time thing because I was trying to make fun of. So one of our chefs used to make peanut butter and jam sandwiches by literally taking his bread, which people can't see. So I'm going to call it slice one, slice two. And he would take the peanut butter and like do slice one with the peanut butter. And then he would take the knife and wipe it clean on the second piece of bread, then go into the jam and put that on the fucking peanut butter slice one. And I was like, you don't, you don't know how to make a peanut butter and jam sandwich. You're a professional chef. You don't know how to make a peanut butter and jam sandwich. And he's like, how do you do it? I'm like, I put peanut butter on one slice and jam on the other. And I put them together. What do you, I don't understand. So the good news is he's changed his ways and makes them properly. Well, I hope so. Educated them. I hope so. Um, But as a way to make fun of him, uh, I had somebody like, just show me how to make a peanut butter and jam sandwich. And the guy was like, what? And I was like, just. Make me a peanut butter and jam sandwich. And he did it. And like, while as soon as he put the jam on the second piece of bread, I just turned my head to look at the dude like, see, this guy knows. <laughs> see? Awesome. awesome. Kellen, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. I think we'll skip shout outs this week because I think everyone's we did enough. Talk. We've, we've, we've talked enough. We did enough. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just give Rich's generic shout out. Kellen, thanks for jumping on with us, man. We appreciate it. Like you said, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> we appreciate you jumping on with us man we it's, it's kind of a different perspective for basketball month to get you on so uh love the perspective and love love that get, everyone gets to hear your stories i'm just gonna no you know what i'm just gonna say go raptors that's it in, in yeah. terms of shout outs i see another generic thing go raptors yeah. uh, again not to date the pod but our <laughs> series starts tomorrow against philly so date the pod we are historically raptors fans we could say that that's, on every episode yeah lfg that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah <laughs> Guys, as always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. I have been Trevor Fernandez, and you can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram, Kevin Kman. Kali appears to have fallen asleep, I think. So <laughs> you can, you can find did. him on Instagram at the Collywood Life. Juan and Kev are also not here. Kellen, did you want to do Juan's shout-out? Or Juan's outro? Ouch. No, man. <laughs> should, I? Should, should I do it? Give it a try. Yeah, you know, we can talk travel and kicks, mainly Jordan 1s, uh, but you know, everything's fair game. I love it. There you go. And where can, where can they find him? If they can oh, find sorry. Him on- uh, you can find me on IG321. We can talk about travel and kicks, mainly Jordan 1s, and archery now, because I'm good at archery. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and you can find Rich at the Grail, uh, or sorry, at Grail Status 13. And Kellen, where can they find you? Chef Creasel on IG. I do have a Twitter. I don't really use it though. And I think I have like one video up on TikTok also as Chef Creasel. So maybe just stay at Instagram. I try or at the SBA. Or at everything. the SBA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm there. More, th- more than my home. So. <laughs> Kellen, man, thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it. 
Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We'll see you all next week.